You're listening to episode 152 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast from the Grand County of Sterling. Yay, Sterling. That's a real place, correct? I mean, in, in Warhammer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you say real place, kind of. Oh, I mean places <laughs> that I can venture to to get away from this world. Oh, Steve. Well, then, yes, yes. It is very much a place. It's one of the founding <laughs> every... areas of uh, the old empire, I think. It's a founding nice. electoral province of the empire. So there you go. Very fluffy of you. I am Scott Prime. The other voice you hear is the sexy Steve Kilowoggy Campbell. I don't know about sexy, but I am Steve Kilowoggy Campbell. So I'm good with that. You can you can be sexy. Maybe. Bro, if you started an OnlyFans page, I promise a few guys would like pay for your services. How many? Because I'm not against it. I mean I've done six. a lot worse for free. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on from there. Hell, you started it. I did. Um, any Blood Bowl news, talk, things you've done lately? Have you league game, anything like that? Lately? No. Um, I've been playing Blood Bowl 3. We did not really discuss this, did we, about Blood Bowl 3? I don't think so. No, because something the time happened, like a new update. Yeah, the Underworld Denizens came out. And Damn. I think it's a horrible choice for a new team. That's my personal opinion. I think they should have done something much different than just... Why is that? Eh, it's all things that have already been in there, except Snotlings. Okay. They're all existing pieces in the game. I would like to see something new. But it I is what it is. Um, I have... Seven games in? I think I'm six and one. Either five and one or six and one. I've only lost one. Ooh, what are you playing? I'm Underworld Denizens. Oh, you're trying them yeah, out. Okay, yeah. I that wasn't clear. I just let you. Oh, know. sorry. No, yes, I'm, I'm testing them out. You decide... Okay. Um, I my Rad Ogre finally got block after that many games, and it's been fun. You know, the Snotlings are really annoying. They're fun to foul people with. I've noticed, like, even like this last, there's a big problem of people just quitting. Which everyone knows. Oh, I keep hearing about it. And my first few games, like, I would barely, barely get something good to go for me, and the guy would quit. It's like I get two blocks in, and I casually use someone, and they're like, nope, gone. And I'm having to sit around for ten minutes waiting for a new opponent. So that happened one time against this human team. I think they were called... Yeah, Adam. Um, only human or something? Yeah, out those people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, but you need to I, you need to write down the user that quits on you and we out them in a segment here. I th theoretically could, but not going to. That's but everyone has the reason. But this guy particularly, um, I got like two turns in and was able he failed to pick up and I got a, like a knockout on him or something and he just quits. Gone. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll take the win. But it had been like five minutes in game, so I just started a new game. Took me maybe 15 minutes to get a new game, and it was him again. <laughs> and I proceeded to do nothing but try to hurt him 
And I think it went two turns and he quit. Nice. I was like, he's a, a double quitter back to back. Yeah. That's pretty, I hate that in Rocket League. Sometimes you play with somebody like on your team that mm-hmm. starts doing backflips or wants to give up. And then, you know, you wait like five minutes and then you get back in the queue and you get either paired up yeah. <laughs> with them or sometimes you don't want to play a certain player. So it's like, I'm going to wait five minutes and let that person get a new game because they're too good. Mm-hmm. And then you have to play that same great player again. So yeah, it's really annoying too, because like this last game I played, I was up against a, uh, chaos? No. What? What was I against? Uh, it was a human team, I think. And I was doing so bad first half. Like I got a few turns in, and I wasn't doing anything. And he was casualing me and knocking me out. And I Why was didn't just, you quit? I was just like, oh, I want to. I I wanted to quit. <laughs> but I was like, no, it's still the first half. Let's just see this out. I ended up winning two to one. Nice, I good for you. Probably only had five or six people left on the pitch, but when you have gutter runners and throwers and stuff, that's plenty. So nice. I was able to pull it out and I felt good about it, but I just, it sucks when people quit. And then, you know, I just wasted my time. Um, I mean, that's really common with online gaming, at least from it is. my Rocket League standpoint. We could be up two to two to nothing, and the other team scores, and I get the little message that says, let's forfeit the game. Yeah. I'm like, bro, it's two to one. You and know, I or, do, or I they do. tie it, and they want to quit. And I'm like, what And I hell? do understand, like, people have a limited amount of time they want to spend playing a game. Sure, I get that. But you shouldn't punish me. Like, the system should give me an extra MVP and it should give me full XP for like a full average game or something, you know, and maybe make that average based on all my games that I finished and, you know, penalize me if I forfeited something. I don't know, but the way it is, is cool. Maybe it should penalize them more. Although all that would do is people would make new accounts, stop making a new account or stop that team and just make a new team. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way to punish them enough to where they're going to stop. But I should be rewarded to some extent. Now, there's probably ways to work the system. I don't know. Whatever. That's my little rant about Blood Bowl 3. All right. Um, Other than that, I was going to say, other than that, I don't really have anything else Blood Bowl related. Just been recovering from World Cup, which is the Um, episode we'll do next time. We know we said that last time, but Scott's been busy. Um... And it's going to be oh, a long gosh. episode, so we're trying to get it all done in one shot, and that's not easy. Yeah, we got something cool to talk about. Um, I got to play another game of Gutter Bowl. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's... <laughs> I'm going to say, like, yeah, it was amazing, but really, I could do no wrong, and my good friend Gary Brown could do no right. It didn't matter <laughs> what... I mean, you take the biggest polar opposites of dice... And I mean, like I I rolled amazing. Everything he did was terrible. Not now it started off good. He got a um, there's inducements in Gutter Bowl in case people are not playing it, and you can get potions. And Gary got a potion from like the good potions, and it turned out to be one that gave him like a plus one strength for the rest of the game. Yeah. So it started off great. He's like, oh, I got this thrower now with four strength, and. After that is when his luck ran out. Um, you know, Gutter Bowl's pretty brutal. 
hitting the ground with these um, people that are like me and you playing, trying to play Blood Bowl in the streets is not mm-hmm. a good idea because we fall and break really easy. And um, I think the opening two blocks were like casualty knockout, maybe another knockout. It, it was bad. I ended up winning two to nothing. I don't want to really dwell on it too much. I still like the game. Um, if I was Gary, I would have flipped probably the table because it was really, really bad. It was so one-sided. And it, you thought like, you know how me and you talk all the time, Blood Bowl's a game of two halves, be oh, patient. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you have a really great half, you're probably going to crap the bed the second half so mm-hmm. be prepared to try to play around that. And that didn't work for Gary at all. <laughs> it was it was so bad, Gary. It was like, you knew you were going to do so good that you were just doing dumb things and it was working. <laughs> because I am... Um, I'm playing the Bator Black cards, yeah. you know, as, as their early inception. And ironically enough, randomly, Bator, the coach, the future coach for the Bator Blackhawks in my fan fiction of Blood Bowl, turns out to be the coach, right? Well, yeah. I always said he was a player, and in that team, everybody could randomly play. He actually got – he skilled up like the first game and had block, and he's been with the team ever since. <laughs> and so, you know – gutter bowl you just go all out so throwing a two dice uphill block with a character with block is way better than just a one die block with somebody else yeah and um i got double pals it was it was it was great i mean like i could he's right i couldn't do no wrong um so okay would i tell you my skaven left the team too no yeah i had my skaven uh during one of the games he he decided to you know, he got picked up by the big leagues. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. So you're probably playing sevens at Chaos Cup. And um, would, I'm really at close. At this time, I mean, would yeah. you rather they be playing uh, Gutter Bowl than sevens? 100%. Or do you think it would not work well? A hundred percent. Okay. But I've also been thinking like, Maybe my experience with sevens was a little tainted just because like right from the get go, I wasn't prepared to get that, um, the kickoff. Basically, I think I was, I think I played Eric from Florida the first time yeah. and he had a character with kick and basically did an onside kick. And I was just like, what the <laughs> hell? You know, like you can do that <laughs> because yeah, if I remember right, I think I went into it, not even knowing that like, in, in gutter bowl, the teams are in the middle. They start off in the middle. So you, it's like normal blood bowl in that aspect. And, you know, in sevens, you're not touching each other to start with. So you mm-hmm. don't even get those opening couple of hits or anything. And I, if I remember right, and I could be totally wrong, you can go back and listen to an old podcast because I don't remember what I said. I think that might have been like our first game of sevens maybe ever. And I think I was taken aback by like, oh, I don't like this, not getting the <laughs> – you know, you receive the kickoff, but you don't really get to hit anybody unless yeah. you scream somebody up on a one die block blitz. So, right now, as we record this, I'm I have the like fear of missing out of like maybe I should do it um, because I know I say this every year. I, I don't feel like I'm going to Chaos Cup next year. My my daughter's a senior. I don't want to miss any you know football game performances. I don't want to miss any band competitions, and I've told you and everybody else like for a while that like i'm gonna try to be around that whole senior year yeah for sure yeah and um so uh, unless it happens on a weekend where nothing's going on and somebody pays my way then 
that's it's probably just not going to happen next year. So part of me is like, eh, maybe I should give it another chance. I'm used to gutter bowl. So it's like, I'm used to the faster one hour games and it doesn't feel long. Yeah. I'm used to not having rerolls now. And I've, I think I've reprogrammed programmed my brain just a little bit. So We'll see. Okay. Uh, if I play, I'll come back and I'll tell you like if I like it or not. Do I wish it was gutter bowl? A hundred percent. Okay. Is gutter ball flawed? Probably. You know, like there's some. It's not the greatest game in the world, but I have really accepted in my brain that it's me and you and Gary and uh, <laughs> Phil and Jeff Gallenbach getting out there trying to play some blood bowl in the streets. And we sometimes we do great, and other times we just walk and we go, damn, I got hurt, and I yeah. don't know how. So that's fair. Okay. I was just curious. It helps that it helps that I'm playing a gutter ball team that is like the you know, the beginnings of a team I have already in my oh, yeah. my brain, my brain fluff. It's like, oh, this is the origin of the team. So that helps. Yeah. I mean, even for me, like that helps because I know the history of that team. And it's cool that we can actually see how they started and all. But. Right. Um, so they so the Skaven left the team, and I decided not to hire another Skaven. I decided now to go with the Dark Elf because I didn't have the Dark Elf before. So okay. I was like, we'll see what he does. Hmm. And I skilled up that first game, and I'm thinking about just because rerolls are really hard, and rerolls are you don't have many rerolls, and um, think about just waiting to the playoffs and taking leaders so I have an extra reroll. I feel like having an extra reroll is maybe more important than block. Can you wait? So, yeah, you can. It's just like Blood Bowl where you I can guess hold that's off true. and okay. skill up. So, uh, anyways, back in our old days a, that, of we couldn't wait. It's like if you can take a skill, you're taking a skill. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, I I get that. I'm saving I mean, up for a in, stat increase. Uh, sure. I mean, the bad thing is, is if like my ogre decides to leave the team because he also has block, I am screwed for the <laughs> <Yeah>. playoffs because <laughs> you don't make that that much money in gutter ball and. Um, it's fun. Anyways, I think we're the only people playing gutter ball in the world on tour play because I am two and two and uh, I'm, I'm ranked number one in the world with chaos renegades. Well, way to and, go. And we laughed because miles goes, Hey bro, I'm also number one with corn. He's like one win and two ties or something like, I mean, it's just so funny. We're, we're just laughing about that. So that's cool. But it's nice to know Tour Play does work for it and stuff and keeps yeah. stats and all that. You know, so. I really want, I don't, I don't know, we haven't announced it because you just finished it, but you're running a tournament November 25th, and we'll get more into that later probably. But I would love for you to run that on Tour Play. A tournament on Tour Play? Yeah. It'll do it. It makes life a lot easier. I understand easier. it will do I it. I have no idea how. So Yeah, I, I would. I feel like me and tour play are like at the same level as me and Excel. Like I know just enough to do what I need to yeah. do. And then you go, how about we combine these columns and have it auto sort? I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So. To the Google. If anyone <laughs> exactly. has ran a, a tournament on tour play, reach out to us. Let us know. That'd be awesome. It would be probably worth trying at some point. So. I think it'd save us a lot of headache. That's for sure. It might. I mean, I just don't know if you have to get everybody on board to join right. tour play. I mean, you do, but who cares? All right. This has been a big opening segment. So what are we going to talk about today, Steve? <laughs> That's what she said. Um, we have a very special review 
again from GW. So we're going to do that first and talk about our ideas for what he might be well-suited for, to leave it at a little bit of a mystery. I don't know why. I mean, if you read the description, sure, or, you'll hear it in about two seconds. Uh, n- next segment, we're going to talk about your trip to Matador Melee and how that went. And then the last segment, we're going to, since it's the season and it's the new team, we're going to review our history with vampires in our leagues and tournaments and stuff. Fluff-wise, I mean, like... Yeah, fluff-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not going to give you strategy or nothing. We don't... No. We're not 3 dub. We're not 3 dub block. This is not Vampires 5.0. Uh, when we get to that, the strategy will be don't do as Steve does. That's for sure. <laughs> that, I mean... Based off our records, yeah, don't yeah. do what Steve does. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, we'll go ahead All and wrap right. this up, and we'll be back shortly with uh, the review. We're back, and we have another special product from GW to talk about, Kuroth Crack and I. Probably one of the coolest star models that's out there. And as with everything with GW, we have to be very clear that we are getting this as a review copy. There is no expectation of any type of influence on the review. Uh, We are not required to say anything other than we just got it for free, and we appreciate it. All right. The look. What do you think, Steve? I just said he's probably one of the coolest. I love this model. Like... Yes, I know. He's on one foot. Get past it. I can't. You can. No, I can't, Steve. This is why he's getting sent to me. <laughs> I, I mean, th- this is why he's getting sent to you. Yes. I, I do. Honestly, I do really like this model and what he... He is on one foot. Again, he's on tippy toes kind of again. I wish they would just get around that somewhat even like they did with the plastic miniatures on the vampire and put like a bigger like so i was thinking about something that. there couldn't you theoretically glue a piece of plastic to the bottom of his foot very well and then just glue that to the base which seems like double oh, gluing but i mean i'm sure you can and if it, if i had this and i built this i would be putting a skull or something behind his foot that's raising up in the air um, I do like this model though. Um, I love this model. He has like this like golden helm with the spikes and like the octopus looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I look, I think of a manta ray or something with his like cape. Am I crazy in that? Like, oh, well, I didn't think about it, but I mean, sure. It does look very I mean, what, fleshy in this. That's what I see when I see this model. Like it's almost like a, I don't know, like it's manta ray skin or something that he took from the sea or That's some fair. type of sea creature that he took from the sea and he made a cape and stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, I do think this figure is cool and um, uh, maybe somebody will make a similar model. Um, oh, there's already but, similar ones out there. There's even an old one, um, old GW model of that character or similar. By GW? If I remember correctly, yes, there's an old uh, tentacly squid-faced guy. Because hmm. he's been, okay. he's existed before. No, he has. I mean, he's he's come out before. He was in the old um, Dark Elf Spike. Yeah. Um, it is. 
So in the back, you see all the pieces of him. Mm-hmm. You should build that, Steve. Yeah, I'll get someone to do that. Get somebody to do that. Ooh. Um, inside, if you take this out really carefully, the little instruction thing, there's actually a player card, and then you see some stats and all this. and Yeah. Pretty much like the entry from the Spike magazine. You know, it gives us age, weight, height. He's only 159 pounds. Oh, of but course. He's 6'2". Yeah. Uh, I mean, do they know what real people like? No, they, 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 we've complained about this since the beginning. They do not care. They don't have any clue. <laughs> They're like, all Blood Bowl people are hollow. They're made of resin, don't you know? That's true. Um, Originating team, the Blackheart Corsairs, which I believe is accurate to what it was before. He's actually, his position is called a runner. Has all his stats, his uh, Spike Magazine player rating. So his actual stats for the character itself Mm -hmm. that you could hire. Seven movement, three strength, two edge, two plus edge, I should say. Uh, Passing is three plus and armor is nine plus. For his skills, he has disturbing presence, foul appearance, Loner, four plus, on the ball, tackle, tentacles. I kind of like it, even though, like, I mean, he's 160, so it's not like. 160 is pretty cheap for all that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it would be worth trying at least. What's on the ball do again? What's that? Oh, that's like, uh, that's like, uh, one we can move three. Yes. Yeah, I really like that. So you can get him to the right place. I mean, foul appearance and disturbing presence is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And the agility. What teams does he play for? Uh, the Elven Kingdoms League. Okay. So all the Elf, Elden, Elden Kingdom League teams. Which makes sense. Elven. Yeah, uh, special rules is black ink. Once per game, at the start of any of his activations, Kiroth can choose an opposing player he is marking. The chosen player loses their tackle zone until they're next activated. So that is pretty cool. Yeah, but when's the activation? Once per game at the start of any of his activations. Right. Any of his. So he has to be standing next to somebody already. Yeah, but if you base him and start taking a dodge, you can just ink him and move on. It's true, but how often is that really going to come into play? Yeah, enough that you're going to do something else besides go mark him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Until he uses this. So you might try a one-dive, you know, block, blitz type action just to get there and Mm -hmm. try to do something before he does something back. Um, He could also, like, take a tackle zone away. I mean, if you had a, you know, um, a Nurgle beast or whatever, beast of Nurgle, couldn't he take the tackle zones away and then get away from the tentacles and all that? Yes. Yeah, he could. So, so no, there is be... good things about that, but he the person's already next to you. You're probably in. I don't know. Well, oh, no. He it also fits has, and it doesn't feel overpowered. He does have tentacles, so there is that. So that's true. That's his mask, man. His mask is all tentacles. No, I think it's awesome. I think it's a good stat line. I think it does well. It's not a horrible price. He can the make only do- thing about the price is, is that elf teams already are expensive, so it's going to be hard to work him in. Yeah. I don't know how you can work him in on tournaments, but maybe league play you can go, eh, 
what the hell? One, you know, well, see, I was, of a wizard, I'll take 160. You know? I was thinking he probably is better for tournaments in a way because if I'm playing in a league, I don't want this guy getting the ball and then scoring because I'm not missing out on star player points. Okay, that's fair. But he does make a good deep safety. And, I mean, tackle's always great. Overall, I think he's nice. I love the figure. Highly recommend, I guess. Yeah. Um, again, my only complaint is he's on one foot. And then you're going to hear that, and I'm tired of saying that, because everybody should know by now that I hate that. But <laughs> yep. everything else about the pose, I really like. I mean, that I like how the cape is flared out. He looks like he's coming at you. I mean, he's holding the ball, of course. But Yeah. We're never going to get past that, I guess. No. I wonder if they have meetings and be like, where's the ball for this guy? Um, he has no hands. Put a ball in his hands. We don't care. They have meetings just to piss you off. Probably. So there's always been rumors of sea elves, right? We've heard this now for in some of the fluff. Mm-hmm. They've talked about sea elves. And now for the past, what, couple years, we keep hearing like, what if they make sea elves? It's a running joke at this mm-hmm. point. But yes, there's a decent possibility it will eventually happen. I mean, we don't have high elves. Right. So why not at this point sea elves, even though... A lot of dark elves are sea elves. That's why the dark elf pitch is like a a boat yeah. and a kraken on top of it. But what about the good sea elves? Well, that would sound like we should probably make up our own team and discuss it. How dare we do something weird and fluffy like this? I know. So I'm going to go first because I just sent you mine. I want to tell you before you read it. <clears throat> oh, uh, you're going to... Okay, all right. So... Man, I think... I think you've already thought more about. Oh, it's really funny. We you have better. I just names said I wanted to talk about it before you read it. I can't help it. I looked Jesus. at it. <sighs> okay, so, and you're still reading it. Okay, so for my zero to sixteen, it would be deck hands. I'm basically just going off through ships. I know the dark elves are that way, but shut up. I want to do this. Um, They're not necessarily dark elves, and I'll tell you my thinking behind it afterwards. Okay. But, so um, yours are dark elves. They're not mind? dark elves, but they're on the sea like dark elves because they're sea elves. Okay. So I went with a ship motif. So zero to sixteen of the deck hands, five move, three strength, three plus edge, five plus passing, eight plus. So regular kind of, you know, zero to sixteen player, but they have stand firm. And claws. So, a little annoying. Uh, you have a 0 to 2 Corsairs. They are 6 move, 3 strength, 3 plus edge, 4 plus passing, 9 plus for armor. They get Juggernaut, Jump Up, and Horns. And I did not price these out, so that's on other okay, people well, to figure what, out. What was you thinking with the claws let's to represent just, knives? Let's just... Let's just Finish it out, and then we'll discuss. Oh, okay. Then we have zero to two sea dancers. So instead of war dancers, you got sea dancers. Eight move, two strength, two plus agility, two plus passing, eight plus armor, defensive, sidestep, and extra arms. And then a zero to one quartermaster, which is five, four, four plus, no passing, ten plus. They come with sure hands, sure feet, and foul appearance. 
and then a zero to one captain, which is four, four, four plus, not, no passing, and then nine plus. He comes with leader, stab, and pick me up. Pick me up. Uh-huh, just like the beer boars. Ah. I took a trait. So my idea is these are all kind of going off of Kuroth. They're all mutations, in in a sense. Okay. So you've got claws on the deck hands because either they have, like you said, knives or they've been truly mutated to have claws. Corsairs are going to have horns. So again, in my head, they either truly have horns or they're swinging around on ropes and getting the advantage. Uh, sea dancers, extra arms. They don't actually have extra arms, but they have tentacles or they have webbed hands. So I felt that would give a kind of a nice little thing there. Plus, a defensive and sidestep just sounds annoying as hell. Um, yeah. And then the quartermaster, uh, give him sure hands and sure feet and foul appearance. So he's a really good ball handler, but he's got no passing. So there's no picking up the ball with this guy and holding on to it for a pass later. It's either you've got him and he's scoring, or you're going to have to hand off. And then the captain. Every ship has to have a captain. And I thought putting leader on automatically is interesting for a captain. Stab, because obviously he has a sword. And then pick me up, because he's yelling orders at the crew to stand up. That is interesting. And like I said, I did not price this at all. So that's where the issue is probably going to come in. But I like it. It's fun. It's thematic. Yeah, yours is pretty thematic. I like some of your thoughts here, though. I, the pick me up, you know, I went through the rule book and I, I didn't have that trait at my yeah. disposal. The rule book because because of the beer boys. So that's a that's a good one. I was uh, trying to think of something for like a mutation for him, just like everybody else, but there wasn't any good mutations. And then I was like, well, what about a trait? Because I was thinking maybe he would vomit on people, but not truly vomit, just like a, a free stab action kind of. Then I saw that, and I'm like, wait a minute. That fits very well. Interesting. Um, yeah, I like some of your stuff. Uh, I actually thought about a character coming with leader to begin with. Huh. So it's funny. So we have a few things of, like, my thinking was with you, <laughs> but then I thought, like, they would never go for it. Yeah. Um I did send you mine. I don't know if you can pull it up or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. So, funny enough, uh, we'll start <laughs> with the deckhands, uh, which is what I made my zero to sixteen positional. Jeez. Now, I looked at, I looked at the actual elves for Elf Union and the Dark Elves, and I thought, like, why these guys are like sea elves? I also kind of just automatically went to like pirates instead of like good people in the Navy. Right. That's kind of, I mean, Uh, we both did the same thing basically. Yeah. So we kind of both went that direction and I I don't know, maybe just because it sounded fun. Um, So my deckhands are zero to 16. They have six, uh, three strength, two plus edge passings, five plus, and then arm AV is uh, eight plus for the armor. Okay. I gave them since they're kind of like scallywag type people, uh, pile driver, (laughs) 
I mean, sure, I, you're almost never going to use it, so I don't really even have it built in the cost here. We have um, hung out way too much. Because I thought about the thought same about thing. And, yeah, this... Anyway, keep going. Uh, animosity towards yep. all sea elves because they're pirates. And then sea legs. <laughs> um, which I didn't really want it to be, like, drunken. And I didn't know which... Or whatever it's called, drunkard or whatever yeah. for Norse. At first, I thought sea legs would be good as a... Um, and I'm still, like, torn on this. I have sea legs as the second rush falls on a one or a two. Mm-hmm. But originally, I had it is is that you can rush one extra, but you fall on a one or two. So they actually would have almost like a I like that sprint. better. So um, I, I thought the same thing. I thought of making a, tra- a trait called sea legs or a skill, and that's where I came up with stand firm. Because they okay. are used to being on the deck. They're not going to get pushed around. Right. And I actually really like your stand <laughs> firm. Um, maybe better than my sea legs. Um, so my thought was is that they have sea legs and they're on solid ground. So mm-hmm. therefore they, they stumble more. Like they're more agile on like a boat versus right. you know, a field. Totally get it. Uh, so I had them priced at 65 just because of the nega trait with animosity for all sea elves. Mm-hmm. And then the sea legs, um, and then they have they can get general and uh, agility access, and then strength is the for secondary, and then so then I had uh, cannoneers is what I called them. I didn't know what else to call them. Uh, that's a zero to two positional, basically a thrower, six movement, three strength, two plus edge, two plus passing, and I gave them like more armor because in my brain these guys were like second in command. Uh, so they have nine plus on the armor. They have running pass. I wanted to take in my brain. I was thinking of like fights on like pirate ships where they are fighting over like, you know, the crystal skull or whatever it is. Yeah. And so they're, they're trying to like keep this from somebody else. So they're really good with like manipulating stuff and sleight of hand. So I have running pass, fumble Ruski or yeah. Uh, cannoneer and then they have animosity towards all deckhands because those people are way below them <laughs> and i have them at ninety thousand. i like it um i have uh navigators is what i call these people you call them like sea dancers but kind of the same thing uh basically like your catcher position zero to uh, two eight zero to two as, as well not zero to four like in s- some cases with the elves so zero to two uh eight movement three strength Two plus edge, five plus passing, eight plus on the armor, diving catch, safe pair of hands. Again, they do get tackled. They can put the ball where they want it to be. And then animosity on deck hands. I like towards it. deck hands. Yep. Uh, 95K. And then finally, I have sea captains, which are basically your blitzers. Oh, I'm sorry. The navigators had a, I'm sorry. The cannoneers had access to general agility passing just like a normal thrower and then strength would be for secondary navigators would be general agility and then secondary would be strength as well so like so no the passing at get, all for them no passing them for okay. them and then and then finally sea captains uh seven movement three strength two agility two plus on agility three plus on passing and then nine armor nine plus armor as well um they can get general agility, strength as normals, and then passing on secondaries. 
This is where I kind of went back and forth and I finally changed it back to this. Uh, originally, I wanted them to have, um, I wanted them to have Brawler, Wrestle, and Armbrar, but I thought <laughs> if this was a team and you want people to actually take them, everybody likes a little bit of guaranteed block. I mean, yeah. that's kind of like the hard thing about, I'd like to take Nurgle this weekend, but no positional has a built-in block so you have mm -hmm. to waste your skills on block you know so i changed it at the last second to block arm bar that way if somebody does dodge away from them they can you know it's like the mighty blow dodge or whatever yeah. ability and then of course animosity towards deckhands again i feel like i'm missing something here but that's what i went with and then um i also had leap on there at one point because you know sea captains leap from you know yeah. off the ropes and stuff like that but i took that off thinking it might be too too powerful and i also i was working with the costs so i costed these guys out at 100 uh, k i had them at 120 when i had leap on there and i was trying to build a team actually for like a tournament and so i was like eh, it feels like i couldn't get what i want or need so therefore i i took the leap away and just went 100 k so cool. I kind of went with the pirate theme as well as you did. I thought, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Um, both of us did zero to two or zero to one. Having two sea captains just doesn't feel right, but I know where you're coming from. Right. They can be called something else. I, I you know, I didn't look up all positionals. No, I yeah, just yeah. kind of actually, I was like, I was like, what do they call this? Like normal dudes. And I found deckhands and that's why we both yep. had deckhands. Um, I think it's interesting that you kept agility two plus on everybody, whereas I, I mean, yeah, they're elves, but I didn't lean into that. Only the sea dancers have it. Yeah, you really went to like more the um, mutation type guys, like Crack and I. Yeah, I, I which is nothing wrong with that. They're definitely the weirdest of the elves if they came because, like, you, your team has all two plus agility. I don't. My my elves are not doing that so now that i look at it they kind of don't feel like elves but that's fine um well they i kind of feel like the sea pirates from like what is it uh pirates of the caribbean where they have weird hands mm -hmm. and, you know yeah i mean i was thinking that of that when they did you know kuroth and everything but i right. i think between the two we could make one really fun team yeah, I mean, I, I I like your idea with sea legs being stand firm, but man, I can know, you imagine like that's so hard. Like seven linemen with you know stand firm out there. I know that sounds horrible, but, but I, it's I not. I thought that... of making go with me for one second. I thought yeah. about making sea legs be like if if you're knocked down with a defender stumbles result, roll the dice, and on a six. You keep your ground, and hmm. you stay st you stay standing. Basically, after the hit, it would have to only be the defender stumbles yeah. because you don't want the pow to be. I mean, the pow is the only thing that knocks people down. So, it would be a defender stumble results. Oh, I'll take defender stumble. Okay, well, let me see if I fall down. I roll the dice. Oh, I got a five. I keep. I fall down. See. Oh, I got a six. I was also you know. kind of thinking of you know, something along the lines of giving all of them sidestep. So that's why I gave the sea dancers a sidestep because that's sort of along the same lines of you're on the ship, you know how to maneuver, but right. 
if I had to, to choose between uh, zero to 16 or stand firm or sidestep, stand firm is probably the less <laughs> annoying one. God, still be so <laughs> annoying, man. It really, really would. But we, there's no team out there like that that has it. No, and that's what I try to do too is like, I want to do something besides a passer that just has only pass. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of like, how could he control the ball in other ways? That's why I was thinking <laughs> running pass, fumble Ruski, cannon, uh, cannoneer. And that's, that's why, why I, I got rid that. of the, the true like thrower position. Cause you know, high elves are amazing throwers. Everyone else is really good. And my team would not have a thrower really. They've got the quartermaster who can pick up the ball. Yeah, but he can't throw at all. Right. So you could use your Corsairs. I mean, um, the Sea Dancers, they have two plus to throw. But who are they going to throw to? Themselves? Yeah. I mean. And they have two strength. So I think we should probably put this out to the public and see what they think. Yeah. I think uh, GW should just make two CF teams. (laughs) And we could have... uh, Chaos CLs, which is yours, and yeah. obviously just regular CLs, which are mine, and we can just have these come out. And, you know, we I was don't asking for much; they can just give us a little credit, and yeah. then, um, maybe like a what is our little two-headed guy called? The big deal. Yeah, but what's his like real name? I'm can... looking at it right now on your spreadsheet. Oh. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> Emerp and Olock. Yeah, just put Emerk, Emerp, and Olak in the next spike for these. It's four letters, and it's Kilo backwards. Olik? Yes. What did I say? Olak. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) welcome to to your late 40s. That's fine. Oh. Anyways, we can just have this in Spike Magazine. Send us a couple teams. Yeah. We just did your seals for you, guys. We can, hey, we can make an. A big deal with the pirate hat. You just want an excuse to make a big deal. We're making a big deal every year. Now, I need to get the shop updated so we can actually start selling these and try to get some money out of it. But we're making a big deal every year because I'll, I'll throw 100 bucks, get stuff made. I don't care. It's fun. It's funny. We both went with, like, pirate CEOs instead of, like like I said, the Navy. Well, it's because stuff. we went off of coal. Co- uh, Korlock. Korath. Korath. Korlock. Korath Krakenai. Yeah, we went off of him. Uh, that's where I got the mutation. And, you know. Oh, good job. That's fine. I kind of like the animosity. Oh, for my I do team, too. I, I like thought about I it as well. Animosity. And I like yours because then the deckhands can be any race. They don't have to be elf. They're just... So that's the thing with yours. For sure, I would change the deckhands to be three plus agility. Or worse, just to make oh, so them they, not anything. elves. Yeah. I got you. Because then it's just whoever yeah. they happen to enslave. And again, I don't know why, like, my go-to with dark elves is enslavement. Because <laughs> that's all that my mind goes to with, like, the Black Phoenix Ravagers. That was their whole deal. So I like the ideas of them just, in you know, conscripting you know, whoever they can at the port and forcing them to play. Well, I think some of that's in the Dark Elf. I mean, they kill a lot of people, those witch elves and stuff. No, it's all from the fluff, but, like, I just can't get away from that idea. 
You just like the idea of having your own slave. Let's not go there. That seems like a touchy <laughs> subject. Oh, well, I didn't mean it. Now I see why it's even more touchy. My brain was like... Sexual slaves. Yes. Be- my my uh, Black Phoenix Ravagers are very much a BDSM team. Yeah, they're, they're cool, though. Oh, I love them. They're the most unlucky team I've ever had, but I love them. Like, they I wouldn't doubt... Good from what I remember. They're good up until they got to the other side of the pitch, and then they fell apart. And don't forget, remember, this is the only team I ever dropped... It's the only team that I ever stepped on. It's the only team that I ever dropped a figure into paint while I was painting it. Like, they are cursed on every level. I forgot about all those bad things for that one team. I did not. They were the only team to get all of that. Scott, have you ever fell on a miniature and it perfectly went up your butt? No, Steve, I haven't. Oh, I guess guess it's just my black Corsair (laughs) Ravagers. All right. Anything uh, else on this one? No, I think it was kind of fun making a new team up and trying trying to come up with something different. I mean, it's really hard. It's pretty amazing how close we got on a lot of ours. Because even the stuff you did, like I had ideas for that. And I'm sure stuff I did, you were like, oh, I should probably do that. And Yeah, I, I really did like the idea of the like wrestle and arm bar to show like they mm-hmm. were brawlers more than skilled at block. But I was thinking like, the bad thing is, you know, in Blood Bowl, if you think about mechanically, you don't you don't want your best piece having re- – you don't mind, but the idea of you start off with your best piece with Wrestle and he wrestles somebody to the ground and then yeah. he gets the kick, the crap kicked out of him is just like – No, I, that's why I did Juggernaut. Like, you know, I don't have any block on my guys. But... No, Juggernaut's really good. I mean, I didn't even think about, like, Wrestle and Juggernaut. And, mm-hmm. I thought Brawler and then uh, remembered, like, you can't do it on a Blitz. I Same was here. Like, oh, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, never mind. So, all right. No, this is good. Cool. Well, uh, that'll wrap this up, and we will be back with some Matador Melee. Yay. Welcome back. Let's talk about some Matador Melee. So, this This is is the annual tournament that is done down in. BFE, Texas, basically. <laughs> Otherwise known as what I call <laughs> Texas Lawton. Yeah. Or Lubbock, Texas. And um, anyways, the town yeah. layout just reminds me of Lawton. But... Yeah. I, uh, one I missed. This time, I wish I could have gone. Just wasn't in the cards this year. Actually, this trip was... Um, I guess I should just start from the beginning. Sure. Um, yeah, me and Gary decided to go... Uh, Jennifer didn't join us this time. She had other obligations and stuff for Saturday. So we just kind of had a little boys trip. None of the other locals? Um, none of the other locals from Oklahoma huh. went. A couple um, went last time. They seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, the, uh, Ben Burns wanted to go, but he had already promised his wife to take her somewhere like for a week and get away. And ah. He said, unless she changes her mind to Lubbock, then... <laughs> um, so me and Gary went down there. We actually did pretty much the same trip that me and Jennifer did the year previous. We hit a bunch of comic stores in a couple comic stores in Wichita Falls, yeah, and found found a bunch of too many goodies that we enjoyed. You know, dumb comics and dollar comics and like stuff that you know re, rebuying our childhood of like I remember this came out. Oh, they have all six issues. 
I guess I'll buy Double Dragon, the Marvel comic, because why not? Yeah, that's, and, uh, you know, you say it like it's a bad thing. Not really. But it's nice that we have that to where we can use that to explore around cities. Because even in Spain, I did that. I went to comic book stores because those are places I'm familiar with that I could see, you know, and I enjoy looking around and I'm comfortable. I do that around Denver. I go to these small towns and look at, you know, comics or thrift stores or whatever. Otherwise, I just have no reason to go. No, I I agree. It's just something we like to do. It's just like, you know, treasure hunting for Mm -hmm. things. Even though, like, (laughs) a lot of my treasures are dollar books or $3 books that some other guys like going home and telling his wife, like, I finally sold those double dragon (laughs) comics from some moron who bought them. But, you know, I remember seeing them on the shelf and always curious and I didn't buy them. And now I bought them and they're terrible, but I'm still reading them. So, um, so we hit, um, I think it was galaxy comics is what one of the stores was. And to be honest, I can't remember the other one, um, in, in Wichita falls, but we hit both shops. We stayed there for a while. You know, we climbed through the, the dollar books as well as just the normal stuff. I found a lot of stuff on my, like looking for lists and stuff. I Mm -hmm. found some, some of those old, you know, did you know that Marvel did a WCW wrestling comic for a while in the 90s? It sounds familiar, but I would not have remembered that now. They had like photo covers, you know, it's so like one issue had okay, like yeah. Lex Luger on it and one issue had Sting on it and stuff like that. So I don't remember those until, I mean, just vaguely kind of maybe remember them. Um but I started trying to pick them up. And like, if you go by how often you see them they're they have to be pretty scarce. Now people will tell you they're not worth nothing, but man, they're yeah. hard to find. Well, there's scarcity um, and then there's desirability. And when they're right. both at zero, nobody cares. So we hit those two shops and then uh, we did the one across the desert of, uh, you know, from Wichita Falls to Lubbock and stuff. And they finally built like this nice gas station in between. Ooh. So we got to stop and pee and get a drink and some candy, overpriced candy, because, you know, we're going to pay for it because the town only has, you know, 200 people in it. Mm-hmm. So we role played a lot of fun things of like, we should just go to one of these towns and just tell them we're taking over and to bring us your women. <laughs> and we got a lot of chuckles out of that and, you know, did what we do come up with crazy stories and then uh we hit lubbock about um i think it was about 4 30 that afternoon i mean it's a good five five and a half half hour drive if you just go straight through and we stopped at comic shops and stuff so yeah so we hit lubbock and then we wanted to hit all the comic stores there that we could so we hit a couple of the comics i believe it was star comics and then like monster monster ball comics or monster comics or something like that i i really should have those written down because um i guess you can google them while i'm talking not that um, interested but okay yeah yeah all right well anyways there are actually two fairly nice comic shops <laughs> okay. in the lubbock area uh, about this time uh, newcomer to our cobble league last year was dylan francis who got in on the league just in time to get his seven games in yeah and he played Dwarves and won a first-round playoff game and then lost. Um, he actually moved out to Lubbock. Um, he's going to school out there for um, his doctorate in music. Cool. So he recently sold his house here and bought a house out there. And that was a lot of the reason we got to really go because, like, 
we were worried about money and stuff like this. Because to be honest, you know, I don't like going on trips where like I have thirty dollars to spend outside of eating because it's just not fun. No, you know, like if I I want to have, and this just sounds stupid, like no, I do not need fifty dollars worth of comics, but. If I find fifty dollars worth of comics, I don't want to have to go like, well, I can't get them because, you know. Yeah, I, I don't want to get I, into I need... it, but like, the the sheer difference in quality of life that I have now versus what I had on that trip last year or the trip to Chaos Cup last year is so vastly better. And but yeah, I, I'm I know what you mean. Going on trips when you have no money or less than no money, it's not fun. I mean, it's no, still fun, so, but it's not optimal. So Dylan let us stay at his place, you know, and at first we thought he was going to be with the band because uh, the football team traveled, and he was like, I'll still send you a key, no big deal. You cool. guys can stay at my house for free. Anyway, so he didn't go out of town, so we met up with him. We met him at one of the comic stores. We Again, we found a lot of little gyms and stuff that – I haven't found around here. Um, ironically enough, the guy in Lubbock was talking about OFCON, which is held here in yeah. Norman, Oklahoma, uh, a couple weeks back. And he's like, did y'all go to OFCON? And we were like, that's... no, we didn't. And he goes, that's the best kept secret in the United States. And we it, were like, what? It's a, it's an amazing, It's an amazing convention if you like old stuff. Right. And and that's I basically love what old stuff. Like... I've gone to that and seen Batman number two and got to hold it, you know, seeing like action comics, you know, 10 or 11 or something and just seeing all this stuff from the 40s, 50s, 60s. It's amazing. But yeah, it's all old people. Yeah. Anyways, he talked about it and stuff. And then like we started talking and I, I showed him my list and he's like, Send me your list. I got it like eight. He claimed, I, I swear I thought he said 800 boxes. Maybe he said 80. Yeah. I swear he said he has like 800 boxes in storage, or maybe he said 100. And eight, I don't know. Anyways, he said he had a whole bunch of storage. He said, I, I can go out there and look for you. And and I was like, well, I don't, depends on the price. And he was just like, dude, I want to sell comics. I don't, I don't need to <laughs> keep them. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's... And his prices were fair in his store, anyways. So, yeah. Um, I will reach out to him once I have some extra money with that list and see if he has some of those kind of strange, so not he, expensive, but hard he, to find. Here's books. the thing, though. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of the fun of collecting? Some of them, yes, but there's a few of them where I'm like, I kind of want to read this series and yeah. I'm missing issue too. That's fair. Yeah, so, definitely some that you just want to fill in holes. But I know, like, I'm old enough to remember when the advent of eBay came around and just the idea that I can go on there and buy anything I want at any time kind of diminished the fun of it. I'm like, I'm, you know, for a while it's like, awesome mail order, you know, get what you want. But then I'm like, well, I just want to find this stuff in stores. Now that's really what I'm doing is trying to find good deals on stuff in stores just for fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the fun of it. Like yeah. I've, there was a company called Blackthorn Comics. Mm -hmm. uh, they did 3D books like G.I. Joe in 3D, Transformers in 3D. And I actually found some of those out there in the wild, and it cool. was really cool. But enough of talking about comics. We <laughs> met up with Dylan, uh, dropped our stuff off over at his house. We went to a place called Kokio's Chicken. It was K-O, I think it was K-I-O. It was like a Korean fried chicken place. Ooh. That sounds good. It had a little chicken head icon. And if you are in Lubbock, Texas, I highly recommend it. 
It's really good. It was funny. Gary ordered first. I've never seen that man in my life eat a chicken wing with a bone in it. <laughs> and it was like a Christmas story moment where Santa Claus said something to Ralphie and he just goes, I want a football, <laughs> even though that's not what he wanted. And Gary was like, the guy asked Gary what he wanted to eat. He goes, I'll, uh, I'll take the wings. And I'm like, what? Anyways, Gary's wings were really freaking amazing. Uh, we shared kind of on those. Dylan yeah. got some like dumplings and he also got a chicken sandwich. They had some different sauces that were amazing. I got this thing called rice cakes and chicken or honey. Maybe it's called honey bee or something like that. Honey something. Okay. Right. Rice cakes and chicken. Now I want you to think of, um, I've never seen this. So if I'm sounding like an old white guy with food, I'm sorry, but what's the noodle, like the spaghetti noodle that's big and round and has a hole in it. Is that rigatoni or like something? Manicotti? I don't know. Not, not giant big, but smaller, like the oh, tubes. I don't know. Anyways, there's a pasta that's like a tube, you know, like you get in beefaroni and Chef Boyardee or something like that. This was like compacted rice, thick noodles, and it was just short. It was, you know, a two-inch long noodle of rice compacted. They called that like a rice cake. And then they took their like chicken strips that they battered and stuff there and Korean fried them. Mm -hmm. And then it had vegetables in it and it had like pieces of lemon with the peel on there inside this dish. And at first I was picking huh. around the, the lemon. Yeah. I thought this was just cooked here. It's for color. And then I thought maybe I should try this. So I actually took the lemon and the rind and a piece of chicken and some of the noodles or the rice cake and I ate it all at once. The flavor was epic. I mean, like, we ate there Friday night. We had full intentions on eating there um, Saturday. Every time we went by there Saturday, it was too busy, and we just didn't have time. Yeah. So we only got to eat there once. Um, we searched around. We found a great ice cream place that I don't remember the name to this either, but it had a whole bunch of homemade ice cream flavors. Hmm. Uh, the first night, we had apple pie ice cream and a one called like blueberry muffin that was just spectacular and then uh you'll find out later that we went again of course but uh <laughs> then we went back to dylan's house and he was pulling a michael lewis and by that i mean he was still painting his team the night before the tournament <laughs> and just like michael lewis dylan was like i'm not worried i'll have plenty of time i got a couple hours tonight and so I Gary was started reading comics from all our treasures that we got that day. And I've been also forcing him to try to read uh, Marvel superhero secret wars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he was reading comics. Dylan was painting with his speed paints and stuff like that. And I was like painting colors on his bases, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, putting red on there for the blitzers and painting them overall green and stuff like that to kind of finish them out. So we just talked and relaxed and everything. Uh, next morning we got up and, I don't even remember breakfast. Oh, I do remember breakfast. Uh, Gary went and got something that morning because uh, I had leftovers from the, the night before. And uh, Dylan actually cooked me an egg and cracked it on top of that food and warmed it up. And it was amazing, Jeez. delicious. Maybe maybe even better than the, the, the opening day. <laughs> and then Dylan ate at the house. And then, then we all traveled over there because it was only a three-round tournament this yeah. year which I didn't know until we were about an hour out from <laughs> Lubbock because me and Gary got an argument about it. I was like, no, it's four rounds, bro. It's always been four rounds. And he's like, man, you just changed my perspective of this tournament. He's like, 
I was looking forward to just three rounds. And then he looked it up and he's like, you're wrong. And I'm like, okay. So anyways, uh, went to Storm Crow Games. Um, I like this shop. I mean, like, yeah. you remember it? Yeah, it's a nice shop. It's, it's, they finished it really the feels like it's, it's tailored towards, you know, like miniature gaming with all the terrain and stuff. But I really like it, you know? Yeah. I feel like we don't really have something like that around here. We have a lot of game board shops with tables. And we have a lot of card shops. But to me, yeah. they really cater to the miniature person. That could be wrong. I mean, those Game HQ, I don't know. I haven't been to New World in a while in Midwest City. Uh, maybe it's closer to New World. I mean, New World still has the comic and comic boxes That's true. and stuff. That's yeah. true, It's just slightly different enough that I really enjoy it looking around. They have miniature games that I've never even heard of before. Yeah. You know, they carry a ton of GW product, even, you know. I think Wizards carries quite a bit, but they carry a ton of this stuff. So it was nice to just look at that stuff, even though if I don't plan on buying it. Um, We started, uh, I took uh, Halflings. I was uh, actually, I had like seven different teams or six different teams. And finally, Gary's like, you need to decide, just pick a team. So I was like, okay, why don't you pick it for me? And he picked the Halflings. So um, at this tournament, you can uh, win this award. Everything's kind of based off the rowdy crowd from uh, Texas Tech, the university that's located in Lubbock, Texas. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have an award uh, with the most uh, most fan factor by the end of it. Every touchdown you get is adds to your fan factor. Every uh, casualty you cause that is not from a block, like a, a foul or a ball and chain or something like that, a crowd push, that goes towards your your fan factor and it just keeps increasing as it goes it had a unique kickoff table Um, it actually utilizes the fan favorite skill that if you have a player with that fan favorite skill on your team when it comes to the kickoff table a lot of the kickoff charts instead of rolling like a d3 it's roll two d6s and with if you have a fan factor character you can actually roll three d's three d6s and drop the lowest one therefore it gives you an advantage on the kickoff table so um years past i always bought a whole bunch of dedicated fans to begin with hoping that like at the very least i could win that award for the highest fan factor and the first year it worked out great um the second time i played i did the same thing it didn't matter because i won the, the event i got lucky enough to win the the tournament last year um, so that fan factor didn't come into it, but I always play into like their theme. I try to play into their theme of the fan factor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they decided we'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, this year I went ahead and took a fan factor on my team as a skill and they did no star players except for the master rider, which is his stats were a hundred percent like rumble. Oh, okay. A hundred percent. And stunty teams could take two of them if they wanted to. Sheesh. So, I won a Rumbelow figure either last year or the year before out there. It was last so year. So I decided, I decided, you know what? I won this. This might be the only time I play Rumbelow. Let's do it. So, I think technically um, I won that, and we switched. I think <laughs> I think you won it, and we did switch. I think that's what happened, because yeah. I wanted it pretty bad. Um, so I had my team build was uh, two trees, and I went ahead and gave both of them pro. I then took, uh, looks like the next 10 players were just halfling hopefuls. 
And then I took two halfling hefties. I gave one of them fan favorite. I gave one of them leader. I gave uh, two sneaky gets on the halfling hopefuls for fouling. And then I took two masked riders um, for my team. One of them I represented with Rumbelow, and the other one I just went ahead and used Glart Smasher it because he was painted in the same colors as the rest of the team. So I was like, well, he matches. Is that a full 16 roster? A full 16 character roster. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. And I had a halfling chef. I went no re-rolls. So the only re-roll I'd get naturally is leader. And after that, you know, I just had to steal re-rolls or go suffer the, the <laughs> go without. Right. I mean, there's not much a ha- regular halfling's going to re-roll because he's going to be dodging and he has that built in. Yeah. And the trees already have pro. And, you know, the star players have loners. So oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. I thought, why not? Um, what I have noticed about this tournament is other people have caught on to the dedicated fans and they started like buying six dedicated fans too. Yeah. So getting that dedicated fan award is a lot harder than it was in years past. That's for sure. Cause there's more people fighting over it for sure. Uh, round one, I played, uh, I believe it was Mark uh, from Lawton. So there was, I guess, there was a Mark. He came from Lawton, from down there in Lawton. So there was another Oklahoma guy. That's good. Just not Oklahoma City, Norman area guy. Uh, his wife was there with him and stuff. So, anyways, we we played each other round one. He had orcs. I had the halflings. I I don't remember a ton of this game. I know I went up one to nothing. Um, in the second half, we got talking both of us way too much just about (laughs) blood bowl and tournaments and you know leagues and stuff like that and just cabin and um i tried to stop him he ended up scoring he probably in heinz oh i remember what happened um i hope he doesn't get mad about this but um at one point we were like really low on time we're getting low on time where we kind of have to take like four minute turns and he goes he goes man if you want to call this i don't want to like keep you from getting bonus points and i said man you shouldn't call this game i was like there's still plenty of time left and you know you might be robbing yourself of a tie or you know who knows what can happen it's blood bowl yeah and he goes well if you're sure i mean like nice guy just wants to everybody be happy and i said you really need to you know i talked to him afterwards i was like you really need to play through these things even when they don't seem possible like when might not seem possible you need to play through them to prepare you because at some point you're gonna you know, do the right things, get the right dice rolls and pull some of these things off. Yeah. And also, you know, you know, other stats, casualties and fan factor, all that stuff. There, there, there is those, but yeah. you know, he, he paid his entry. He deserves to play as much of the game as he can. And, mm-hmm. you know, and really if our game would have ended before time, it was just as much my fault as his, I was gabbing with him too. It wasn't yeah. like I was saying, hush, let's play our game. So I mean, I was talking back too, but, uh, he ended up tying the game, but it gave me two turns. And I think he lost track of the turns because we started playing faster. Yeah. And really, he probably should have st- stalled one more turn. But he gave me two turns. Um, I threw a halfling. I landed, but I went back so far, I I couldn't get to the end zone. So I went up as far as I could. I uh, did two two rushes. And then I was so worried about time because I was the bottom half of the turn. 
that I was too scared that they would call time while I was trying to like move people around. Yeah. I just moved the halfling up after I threw him and I said, pass the turn because I was so worried that they go time. Yeah, and of I course. Was the, I was the, the, the bottom inning and I didn't want that to happen. I should have moved some guys up to his orcs on the line. So he would at least have to dodge away to blitz my halfling. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't. And so he still got a shot on my ball carrier. Thank God he rolled double pushes, or I think maybe he had a distember, uh, defender stumbles push, yeah. uh, push me towards the sidelines. I had to do two two dodges, and I scampered into the end zone to win two to one. Nice. So a, a close, fun game. Um, two to one did wife... not, did, didn't end on time? Huh? So it was two one with one turn left, and you didn't end in time? No, we did. We oh, you did? Okay. We, I, I got in the end zone and then they called. Okay, okay. So we, we ended up making it. Um, so I was pretty happy. There was 14 of us, I believe. And I believe there was two dwarf teams, maybe, and two two dwarf teams that maybe two chaos dwarves. There was quite a few dwarves there. Okay. It was a, a good chance. So we started figuring out who was like, who won, who lost. We went to lunch. We tried to go to Kikio's Korean chicken or whatever it was called. Kokio's couldn't make it because the line was so long. Um, so we went to the Roses, which is kind of like if you're around Oklahoma City, it's like Ted's Diner, like fancy Mexican. Is that the one we went to and last Taco time? Taco Bueno, maybe. When we sat down yeah. and we had the different things and like mine had glass in it or something. No, 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 not, not that place. Okay. This one's more like a, it really is like a fancy Taco Bueno. Okay. Like if Taco Bueno gave you food on plates Ooh. and had a big spacious area for you to get your sauces and sit in and have a meal, that's what it's like. Gotcha. That's the best way to describe it. Ted's meets Taco Bueno, if you're from Oklahoma City area. Uh, uh, that probably is like two people in our audience, so good good job. Yeah, no, no, no problem <laughs> Um, went back, we figured up that I would either play, I had a 50% chance of playing a greater than 50% chance of playing dwarves because there was two dwarf teams that won a cast dwarf team that won. And then there was like a goblin team that won. I can't even remember the other team, but then me halflings. Yeah. Of course I drew chaos dwarves. Now, I will say this. My game against the Orcs, I had pretty good dice. No complaints really whatsoever. I stole two or three of his re-rolls, the first half and the second half. Every time I got multiple re-rolls. Mm -hmm. Chaos Dwarves, same thing. I stole every bit of two re-rolls every time. Um, I got the kickoff, luckily, because I didn't want to get pounded first. And I'm telling you, Steve, my dice were on fire. Jeez. Uh, it started with, did you know the enslaved Minotaur has the thing where he hits his own player mm, for Chaos Dwarves? No, but I'm not surprised. I'm used to the Minotaur that screams and hollers. Yeah, it's know, on Channel Fury, right? No. Yeah, so he, Anyways. whatever it is. He's the one that, like the Rat Ogre, who will hit his teammate. Yeah. Well, he casualty. you know, I got to roll the armor for it and stuff and casualtyed one of his own guys. It was wow. awesome. Was it, it a Hobo or there. was it a... Uh, Hobgoblin. Okay. How many, how many did I, he have? Um, He had one bench player. So he had 
I th- yeah, I think he had two. Okay, so he had a lot of hobbles. Two bull, two bull centaurs. I think he had a minotaur. He had five chaos dwarves, I believe, and then hobgoblins because he had like two or three rerolls. He had okay. quite a bit of rerolls. Um, I started just cracking armor left and right. I Jesus. mean, like, and if I didn't crack the armor. It's funny because it's not funny because the guy was a really good sport about it, even though like he was pissed because he's like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Like, I knocked out a, a chaos dwarf. It went into his bench. And at that point, he legit goes is like, geez, I don't know how I'm going to win this game because I knocked off, a, you know, one of his pieces with like guard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had a hobgoblin down and uh, it just makes it tougher when those high armor teams finally get somebody broken. And I believe like the next couple plays, I knocked out a bull centaur. I knocked out his minotaur. I mean, it was through fouling. It was through blocking. Everything was amazing. Um, I went up one to nothing at halftime. I kick off to him. I think he has six people, maybe seven. I still keep hot dice, hot dice, hot dice. No matter what he does, I just need one, one rush. One, I'll re-roll it. The one. I mean, just crack the armor. Yeah. Boom, gone. I took a picture. I think I had five guys in his casualty box, and I had, I think, three at one point in his KO box. And I got the ball back. I was just stalling. And he was, you know, he was, granted, he was like, I don't know why you just don't score. You can keep scoring on me because I don't have any guys. And I was like, I play too much Blood Bowl. If you didn't have a bull centaur that could move nine spaces, I would just score. Mm-hmm. I said, but the fact that you have that one piece, I don't want to give any chances and have my dice go sideways. And, you know, you don't want a two, a two tie. tie. Yeah. Right. Um, so I kicked the crap out of that guy. <laughs> and I'm sure he was going like, I can't believe halflings did this because I can't either. And uh, I won that game two to nothing. So uh, the other tables, there was a, like a tie, I believe. I believe there was a tie and there was a, a win. And of course it was the, the dwarf team. Of course. So the finals, I had to play a dwarf team. Um, I played the guy last year. His name's Jake. And I don't remember his last name. It's not Jake from state farm, but we can say that joke. He's the Texas. Um, he was a Texas A&M fan, had all the Texas A&M gear yeah. on last year. He played wood elves. Anyways, he had dwarves. We start off. I I do not get the I do not get the kickoff. I only steal one reroll. The dice started going downhill big time, over and over and over and over. And I really can't complain about it because my dice were so good in the other stuff. Nuffle gives and up, nuffle takes. He went up one to nothing. At, I mean, he is kicking the crap out of me. Just like, I mean, I had like five guys in the casualty box. I'm playing down. Jeez, I, I'm doing what I can. Uh, lo and behold, I keep trying, and um, I was legit two threes away from all I had to do is pick up the ball, hand it off. I could go in and score with like two plays left, which should be a tie against Dwarves, most likely. Yeah, most you know? likely. Um, was this regular but, Dwarves or was this uh, Death Roller Dwarves? No, this was just regular Dwarves. Okay. Had a lot of guard, you know, four guard. Sure. And, block on everybody mighty blow on the troll slayers a pretty standard team for the event and stuff but i couldn't get anything going it was the it it wasn't really like all the tackle that was killing me even though that that didn't help 
it was just like I couldn't dodge to save my life. I couldn't roll a three, even you know, with dodge, or if it was the case of I just needed the three, I just couldn't do it. It was just yeah. a bunch of ones and twos. And anyways, I got beat one to nothing in the finals. I wasn't so upset about that. <laughs> I'm still I'm really not that upset about it. I knew the goblin guy, I knew he probably had me on tiebreakers because he had goblin weapons, which gave him extra bonus points for tiebreakers. Yep. And I was really scared I was going to go. And I, I said this before the tournament, you know, um, I mentioned like there's 14 of us. There's 10 awards. I said, I, why do I have the bad feeling like I'm going to be the one guy that doesn't get awards? You're going to pull you a know, Steve. A, a, a Steve, right? Yeah. And um, Gary's like, no, you'll do good. And, you know. And throughout the day, he was like, see, I told you to do good with the halflings and all this stuff. And I did. Like, if you told me you're going to go two and one, would you take it? I would say, sure. Um, but yeah, I got beat out on, um, I got beat out on the stunty cup by, I think, five bonus points and stuff like that. Um, it is what it is. I was really hoping Jason Campbell, my man, he was playing Skaven. He was playing the Goblins. I was like, Jason's a good player. If he could just tie this guy, <laughs> you know, like it would really help me out if I could, you know, or yeah. I have to win, but I didn't think I was going to win against dwarves, but um, lo and behold, even if, even if Jason would have tied, I wouldn't have got like second or anything because I believe John, the other dwarf team got second because he had a tie. Um, anyway, so Jake won his first tournament, which I thought was really cool. Um, I know John got second. Uh, Josh, the goblin coach, he got stunty. Um, I can't remember really the other words. Sorry. Fair enough. Um, CQ got the, uh, whatever, the back of the pack, the wooden spoon, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah. He, he had a really cool painted uh, chaos team with some interesting skills. Me and Gary were talking about that. Like he, he tried like some multi-block and some things like that on there, which. That's cool. In theory, sounds like if it could work, it could really work. And I'm guessing in practice, it did not, since he was the last one. Well, I don't know. I didn't get to watch his game <laughs> right. from that. So uh, I know I know Jason Campbell, Pete, poor Corey was playing um, halflings, and uh, at one point it was seven to nothing. Oh my god! Yeah, I think Jason won the um, the highest fans at the event for that seven anyway. to nothing. Yeah, I guess he just killed a bunch of halflings, and then like when you just two kick turn off score, to the two, two turn score, two turn score. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's what ended up happening. Like in my Jesus. life, I I don't know if I've had any four nothing games in Blood Bowl tournament play. I guess I could check. Oh, in tournament play, hmm. tournament play. I don't know if I've ever had a four zero victory, but I no. know I don't know if ever in my life I've had a seven zero victory. So, um. Gary ended up getting uh, best offense, what? so that was pretty cool. Wait, how? What he? How many did he get? Um, oh, well, sorry. It's it's almost like you're giving me a joke. I'm I'm not. I totally forgot. Oh no, because did seven we and this? well, sort of, but yeah, seven in one game. I would think he would get it, but he got something else. Well, the the dedicated fans thing is a more important award, more prestigious award yeah. than anything. Besides first, it's actually the most prestigious award at the events. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, no, trickle down is so, a thing. Yes. I wasn't trying to make a joke about it. It was just, it was like, well, what? Because we just started talking about it. I am going to address that really quick. Yeah, go ahead. This shouldn't 
have to be said, Blood Bowl, we we <laughs> trickle down. And yep. we do that because we like everybody like feeling good and maybe they get something and stuff. And I don't know what it is. I don't think I was about to say what it is about Texas. I don't really think it's a Texas thing. I think it's just common to question something when you know somebody scored yeah. seven touchdowns in one game. <laughs> you go, what? How did he get this? Um, I mean, at one point, it made Gary feel bad, you know, because he's like, well, if I'm not supposed to accept this award, I can go sit back down, you know, and they're like, no, it, it trickled down to you. And you don't want to hear that. And even right. me and Gary had this conversation. He goes, I feel like I really didn't win this. And I said, what you need to realize, Gary, and what everybody needs to realize, especially if it's a 14-man tournament or a 20-man tournament, whoever gets first most likely has the best defense, most likely has the most casualties, some cases has the best offense, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you can have now, all we, the awards. We, we could give out five trophies to the one guy and two guys, you know, one other guy could get best sport and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we try to like just share the love and be happy, you know, yeah. like, so what I'm trying to say to all of us, myself included, although I don't think I've done this in a long time, don't worry about well, what did the real guy have, you know? When they give out most casualties, go, don't worry about what his number is at that moment. You can Let, find out later. You can right, look you at can the see it online. Tournament. You can have them print off the results, whatever. Let the person enjoy the moment. And I will say this. I heard somebody, and I, honest to God, this is not me covering my butt. I, I heard the voice. I don't know whose voice it was. Jake was getting his award, and I heard somebody say like, well, I mean, dwarves should have won. He he got lucky enough to play two stunty teams, and yeah. he's dwarves. That was his first tournament. It's not wrong, but yeah, you don't need to say it. But Jake can't help. He can't go. Can you schedule get me against somebody else mm-hmm. in case I win? I don't want people to think I got lucky. Well, and that's Everybody, why there are tiebreakers. You use the tiebreakers to seed matches. I mean, yes, he got lucky. He he got to play. So, he got to play a goblin team. He got to play a halfling team. He got lucky in that aspect. But if you go to Chaos Cup and you look at somebody who is in the you know one of the top tables, you can go back and see, man, he got really lucky that he was playing. Uh, mm-hmm. He was playing a dwarf team that had all linemen, no rerolls in the death roller instead of like an optimal build dwarf team or something. Strength so- of schedule evens out when it comes later, like in a lot of games. But in sure. just two or three games, no, it's it's not really. It's a lot of luck, but that's true of everyone. Jake kicked my butt in that final, and yet he was one of the nicest guys at the tournament. Yeah, and like if I had, if if Gary could, Gary or Dylan, who I went to the tournament with, couldn't have won the tournament or me. I mean, I have no problems with Jake winning it, and it was his first tournament, and I was just like. When I heard that mentioned, I sure hope he didn't hear it because that could have ruined his excitement of winning a tournament. Yeah. You know I mean, I get it. So, so I think as a community, we are a really good community overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think we need to kind of watch some of that stuff because while I don't think it's meant to be like harmful, 
it could rub somebody the wrong way, especially somebody that doesn't go to a lot of tournaments. Yeah. And the Lubbock tournament, I think this is Jake's like second tournament because I think he just goes to the Lubbock tournament. I know there was another gentleman there who only goes to the Lubbock tournament. We want to make sure they have so much fun. They go, man, you know, I had so much fun playing CQ. I wonder what the next tournament he goes to. Maybe I can go visit and hang out with him and we'll go, go to, to we'll go home of tournament. You know, or, or something. Then we'll go like to Chaos that. Cup, so, and then we'll go to World Cup. Yeah. So as a general message, everybody gets lucky. I got lucky to get to the final game at, at Matador Melee. I guarantee, if I played that game against Chaos Dwarves ten times, I got my one out of ten times mm-hmm. of just like stomping him for sure. For sure. And that just and that's happens. no that's no fault on you or anything, but that's that's not a game you normally are going to win. No, not at all. Um. So, anyways, that being said, just a reminder: people think about that before we speak out loud. All of us, and myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave away a ton of stuff. So, what they do there? John they, always puts on a great tournament, and he always gives away a yeah. lot of stuff. I don't, I don't know how they even break even, to be honest with you. But it's not my concern. They're the TOs. Let it be. But they give you everybody a ticket who joined the tournament. And um, every time you lost, you got another ticket in the bucket. And then they had so many prizes that everybody got two items from the table. And, I mean, they were like, oh, I got a Blood Bowl team. Jeez. I got a field. Gary got two sets of dice. Um, I ended up getting, like, a Bugman's. Uh, figure that I guess was like one of those limited edition things that GW does like once a year from yeah. like 10 years ago. I ended up getting that and I got this actually like a game sorter thing that has all these little like, it's like a plastic box that you can put game components in there. That's cool. I was actually thinking about buying one <laughs> so I went ahead and took that. <clears throat> in hindsight, there was a couple teams that I really didn't need but I probably should have just took because they were maybe like more valuable but Eh, whatever. That's the good thing about it being quote unquote free is you take what you want versus something that's valuable. Well, that's true. Um, you know, if you had five names in there, once you got your second item, they, once they made sure everybody got one item first and then they went back in and gave everybody else another item. So that was cool. And then they had a drawing for a vampire team that you could buy raffle tickets for that Dustin did. I don't know what the models were from. They, they looked really cool because, mm-hmm. of course, Dustin painted them up, made them look <laughs> awesome. You saw pictures of Dustin them. always does an amazing job <laughs> on everything he does. It's really annoying. I bought $20 worth of raffle tickets, and I didn't win. But our Latin guy did. Did the guy, so that, was he standing next to you? Because if he was standing uh, next to you and won it, then you would have pulled a double Steve. I don't remember. Okay. I, don't, I don't think he was directly behind me, but his wife pulled his ticket. So... <clears throat> In public, Dustin knows wow. what he's doing. He was like, "Let's get the lady up here to start pulling yeah. out tickets because nobody's going to gripe then." So, anyways, uh, we had a good fun time. After that, we actually were going to go to a steakhouse that was recommended to us, but we ran by a wiener schnitzel, <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> "I haven't had a wiener schnitzel since I had one in Dell City, and it, it lasted like two months." And um, so we, I well, you're in the mood for talked, a, when you're in the mood for huh? a steakhouse. Only a wiener schnitzel can satisfy it. I was shocked that I mentioned it. I was like, man, I really wish we would have known it was here. And Gary's like, we can go back. And I'm like, you would eat wiener schnitzel? And he's like, well, at this point, I would save a ton of money. And I was like, okay. 
That so is true. Like, if you don't really, you don't really care. So we went in there and we got some. I got some hot dogs. They were pretty good hot dogs, like I remember it. And Gary got a hamburger, and uh, Dylan got some hot dogs. And anyways, we ate that. We then went and got some ice cream again because we had to. Um, this time I got like purple cow, and I got cherry chunk chocolate or something like i got like three flavors it was amazing we um went back to the uh house we played two games of quacks of quiglinburg that's a fun game uh dylan really liked that so we played that a couple times then we hit the sack and then we got up the next morning we hit a a little country cafe i don't remember the name of it food was pretty good um had our meal there you know we we bought dylan's breakfast because we felt like we got to give him something. He let us stay at his house for free. Yeah, for sure. So, um, anyways, and then we kind of cut Dylan loose and we hit the road and just drove straight back. Uh, we did stop in Lawton at the comic store down Lawton, Caroline Comics. Uh, I don't think we bought anything. We just kind of looked around. We were actually just super tired. Yeah. At that point. And, uh, well, that's where we all drove the Lawton guys were from, right? <clears throat> yeah, they were in there playing. That's cool. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the guy who runs it? Kind of the the leader of the pack down there, right? Uh, <clears throat> I my brain's uh, fried. No, I have it like on the tip of my tongue. He emails us all the time. Yeah. Anyways, I for the Mark, life of me, I can't. Mark Berg. No, I think Mark was at the tournament. Oh, that's right. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We saw him there. I recognize his face. I'm, I'm terrible at names for mm-hmm. a while. It, anyways, we shook hands. We talked. They had a lot of people gaming, but I think we were more tired and ready to go home. We, <laughs> we had stuff in our hand at one point, and I think we were just buying stuff to buy stuff. So we, we hit the road. We got home probably about 2 o'clock. It's not bad. Maybe maybe 3-ish. Anyways, uh, we had a good time. It was a good little trip. Um, wish we could have stayed longer. It was nice. Yeah. It's really weird. My brain is still kind of blown away that like I'm now starting to know people. This sounds really stupid because we've had this podcast now for a while, so we know. People, I'm waiting like, to call you stupid, so yeah. <clears throat> but like, I know somebody in Lubbock. I can go stay the night with, and they're happy to see me, and they yeah. want me to come over and hang out. And it's just, it's a cool feeling. So like, it was a good Definitely. fellowship weekend. It helped that I won a few games that probably I shouldn't have. <laughs> Or one of them for sure I shouldn't have and probably should have had a tie in the other. But anyways, it was a good time to see Dustin, see John and stuff like that. And uh, anyways, good overall trip. Good. Well, it sounds like fun. I myself am apparently not done with Blood Bowl for a while. So I have a tournament coming up today. The time that you guys are listening to this, I should be at a tournament that is featuring Ricardo Fermanelli. Ooh, the old, the old guy who played for all the teams? Yep. The one and the same. Skull Cup 5 in Colorado Springs, Colorado, if I want to. Somewhere south of there. I, I, I want to say it was probably both down that put him back on the map. I like to think so. Yeah. He, we were going we to make a figure for him a long time ago. We never got around to it. Well, I believe Mark Perry did, though. Yep. He jumped on that. That I have one, though. I totally forgot about that, but you're very right. No, he jumped on it pretty quick, which is okay. fine. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll be back talking about uh, vampire. I assume you're done. You're oh, giving yeah. me a look like I'm you're sorry. not done. Okay. Oh, I always look like, you know, 
You got more poop coming? keep talking to you, Steve. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment talking about the vampire. Okay, we're back and we're going to be talking about the new hotness that is the vampires and our personal relationship to it as it comes to fluff, I guess. Yeah, I fluffed a vampire once and not what he we said needed I could be a thrall. Not what we needed to know. <clears throat> it was a strange Halloween party. Once, what was it? Love at first bite? Once bitten, twice shy? I'm trying to think of the old 80s vampire movies and with a sexual innuendo joke. I don't like any of the ones that I'm coming up with, so I'm not going to, in you know, inflict that on everybody. How many people have the vampire team name Love Bites, and they think it's really funny? Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah, sadly. Um, I don't know why we didn't do this when we did a review, and I know like 18 months ago we were like, every now and then we're going to talk about our old fluffy teams that we took to tournaments and league play. Yeah, and then. We haven't. Well, so. we were kind of pressed for time for the last one, so we we figured we'd do it this time. Sure. So, I have never played Vampires in a league when we had our old league. You didn't at all? No, I did not. Alan did. Yeah. And I believe Sarge did. So Did um, Sarge? Okay. Yeah, he had... Remember, his Vampire team was all... Like horror click figures of like oh, Freddy yeah. Krueger yeah. and Jason. And so he did like Scream Queens were all the thralls. And then his vampires was Freddy, Jason, characters, models like that. Yeah. That he gave different names to and stuff. So <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what his team name was. And I'm about <laughs> to tell you, because I'm going to use some of this <laughs> in place of me because... You know, I, I haven't played him in a well, league. He had the hack and slashers. That's, that's what right, his... the hack and slashers. Duh. <clears throat> so that's that was the hack and slashers. Um, ironically, Sarge used like all six vampires on the field, which was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Alan terrible had idea. the Sylvanian terrors. Yes, I was about to pull them up too. He had the yeah Sylvanian terrors, and I believe he had. Um, one of his guys, you know, get a legendary Count status. Count Luther Van Drakenborg. Like... No, Lord Vigo the Destroyer? No. Wait. Lugan Van Drakenborg. Uh, that's right. That is the regular star player. Um, Count. Oh, no. Baron Von Darkhart. Ver- that's right. Baron Von Darkhart. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he became one of the legendary star players that we could eventually... Um, roster well not roster but higher for a game yes yeah, so was he the first Terrors, one or the second one he was the second one Sears Mayfeather was actually ironically enough the first one right that makes sense uh, um, Baron Von Darkheart though he had um, of course Bloodlust Hypnotic Gaze Regeneration AG plus one now this is old rules yeah uh, living room book five type rules uh, sidestep leap Block, sure feet, and dodge. He was a he giant was a pain in the bus. Yep. Yeah, he was a beast. So, I anyways, took... um, go ahead. You had a league team, right? I did. I had the <clears throat> Sterling Long Pigs, and I thought it would be fun to test out an all thrall team. That's right. It's a vampire team with no vampires, 
And I'm gonna go I'm ahead. Gonna call that roster up. I got in I front of me, and some of my amazing player names: Pepper MD, Barrito, Brock Lee, Jermaine Chuck Letcake, Lay <sighs> L A Zana, Mac Peroni, Holstein, Cassie Roll, Casey Dilla, Hammond Geese. Lynn Burger, Meyer Beer, Monte Cristo, and of course the famous head coach, Chuckin Noodle Zoop. This your your character <laughs> names make me so mad. They're so bad. Oh my god! I f- I forgot your idea was. Oh, uh, we we forgot about the dead ones: uh, Benedict, Jimmy Chonga, Carpaccio, <laughs> Dung Pao. Uh, Edward, I don't know, Foster, Gaspacho, Grimaldi, Wallenberg, Irving. Just a whole, oh, Pete Zah. Pete Zah was a good one. No, it really wasn't. No, no, I mean, they're, they're horrible. I mean, Jimmy Chunka does make me laugh. <laughs> I do love so, Jimmy Chunka. I, I will give you credit that Jimmy Chunga is a pretty good thrall name if you're going to name him after food. So, yes, they're all named after food because they are thralls. Long pig is a term used for human flesh. So I tested them out, lasted two whole seasons. My whole idea was this was back when you could randomly, you know, get stat increases. And and our league was all random. Yeah. So, you know, it was worth a shot. Well, it was not so good. I did eventually get two people with plus one agility. I don't think I ever got someone with plus one strength. Um, it was a slog fest, to be nice. Um, I just didn't get good skills. I got multiple kicks. I got multiple strip balls. I think I had four strip balls on the team at one time. You, your first season, you went... You opened up with three ties in a row. Mm-hmm. And then um, overall for that season, you had two wins, one loss, and five ties. The next season, you followed that up with <laughs> three wins, five losses, and no ties. Yep. And the first <laughs> season, I did get third place in the Thorpe division of the NIT, which didn't uh, mean a damn thing. Yeah. No. I mean, third place in the division, that's not yeah. too bad. That was... And uh, second season, Mac Caroni was named to the Rozelle All Conference team because of his I, I amazing miss doing name. Those things. I miss the home league. Home league was amazing. We'll never have that magic again, most likely. You had Orloff and uh, Gapija or whatever. Gaspacho. Yeah, they were named to the Thorpe All Conference team. So yeah, they weren't just cool names. <clears throat> no, that's true. So that's our Jimmy, experience. Jimmy Jimmy Chonga. <laughs> uh, I need to bring back Jimmy Chonga. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe don't. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. How did you do? And what was your fluff? So it's really that's what we're kind of after here. Yeah. For actual tournament play, or did you kind of just punt it up? You know? Um. So for tournaments, I only took them twice. And 
The Ooh, you didn't do so good. No, no, I did not. Um, Oklahoma Bowl 2016. I took the five pyres forlorn, which I always really liked that name, and I got it because V is five, so five mm-hmm. pyres, V pyres, vampires, right, and then you. since they're five pyres, it's like the five uh, boroughs, so the gangs of New York, and Bowery Bullies were the thralls, so that's how I went there. Dude, you took him to Chaos Cup? I did take him to Chaos Cup 2016 as I, well. Dude, I do not remember this at all. Me neither. Uh, Nekahara Nightmares. One, again, one of my favorite names. K-N-I-G-H-T, Mares. Uh, named after a city of vampires, Nekahara. And then the Royal Flush of Spades theme for names. Okay. Um, that's what I tell myself. I... I probably have the roster. Let me see if I have the roster still. Man, you ran into two shambling dead on teams. Oh, did I? Right, right, right off the bat. Yeah. And then you ran into two Kimry teams for your next two games. And then you, so day one, you played Kimry, undead. And then you were blessed to play Dwarf. You played Extreme. God. Um, yeah. Round, round five and round six, you played Norse. So the Nightmares <clears throat> had one of my favorite logos, too. I love that logo. I had four vampires with block, and then a thrall with sure hands and dump off, and a thrall with kick, and two rerolls. Can I ask how many vampires you had total that you had, and how many thrall totals you had? Yeah, I had four vampires, and then oh. ten thralls. Oh, I'm sorry. When you were repeating yeah. skills, I blanked out on the other stuff. There you so. go. You're good. Um, um, let's see. Yeah, I Aeon, think that's Mr. A... Kill, Devade the Slayer, Maria the Black, Ogre the Distone. Oh, yeah, because these are different names for the cards. Did you run all five vampires? I ran four. I mean, four, van- four the whole time? I'm sorry. All four? Yeah. What? What are you talking about? Of course I did. Okay, I didn't know if like you had one on the bench or something. Why would I have one on the bench? Because why the hell am I going to spend 110 on a player and bench him? <laughs> I mean, bro, I was oh, just asking okay. like I was asking you a question. I'm not trying to like be on you. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a dumb question, but sure, you you're entitled to it. I mean, so Back then, in case you're unaware, bloodlust was if you roll bloodlust and you do not bite a thrall, you would leave the pitch and it'd be a turnover. Mm-hmm. You'd just lose your vampire. He'd go out into the crowd and, and bite somebody and do his own thing. So I have played vampires in two tournaments back before Blood Bowl 2020. Um, I only ran ever three vampires that's why i asked if you ran all of those on okay. the field at the same time well um like for i took them to what was that first tournament we went to bugman's best something like that you got you got first place i got second do you remember this tournament not really which one you it was like your second tournament bro and you got like bugman's bowl oh, two yeah you got first place with your Amazons. Yeah, didn't you take dwarves uh, to that, though? No, I took vampires. Um, I did not have oh. a vampire team. Okay, yeah. So I used my you little... used the little squiggies. 
little wrestler ones. Squinkies, yep. The wrestler squinkies, I, and I put them on like real bases. Yeah, I played I a dwarf like, team for the final. That's what it was with my yeah, Amazons. And and my whole theme was just because this is my third tournament, folks. Um, I bought these little wrestler squinkies because my daughter had these little squinkies, which was like little animals and things, but they came out with wrestling ones. So I bought a couple of packs of those. I put them on really nice bases. And I played with bad guy wrestlers as the vampires, mm. and then good guys as the thralls. And so every time the vampire had to go bite a thrall, the idea was is that, you know, he's, he's turning heel. heel. Turn. He's been yeah, yeah, <clears throat> he's betraying him. So uh, the name I came up with at the time, and I don't really hate the name uh, Stanford Heim, which WWE headquarters was lo- located in Stanford, Connecticut. Yep. Um, so I did Stanford Heim Titans and it used to be, you know, like Titan sports was the parent company that really owned WWE. So I was the Stanford Heim Titans. I found a cool logo that I modified with some, this cool Titan thing on there. Um, so my vampires was, I looked up fluff on vampires and I came up with like the rankings of like their sex and stuff. Uh, Bishop Marcus Calloway, the callus, which is the undertaker. Mm-hmm. Priest J- Kane Jacobs, which is Kane, and then Templar Sexton Hardcastle, which is a name that the wrestler Edge used before he was Edge. Um, so those were my three vampires. And then, of course, I just had other people, you know, Dustin Patrick Rhodes is really, you know, gold dust and stuff like that. So I had all these other guys as thralls. Um, I had, you know, three vampires, 12 thralls was my team build. Uh, three re-rolls, had some fan factor, uh, standard skills, you know, two vampires with dodge, one with block, and then a throw off block and two wrestles. That's kind of kept it really simple. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting a three wins and a tie my first time out with at this tournament. And uh, I only finished second to uh, Steve Kilwaggy Campbell, who won the whole event. My first win and uh, my only time you ever played Amazons, and I was like number two in America for Amazons for the longest time. Oh, yeah. I think I was, like, for a little bit at a high vampire rating. Um, my next time this I played is, vampires was This is pathetic to look at. at. I've only won three tournaments. What's that? So this is kind of pathetic to look at. I've only won three tournaments. Bro, there is somebody listening going, I wish I won three tournaments. I know. The last one was in 2016. I, I told you when I won that tournament last year and the one I won this year, like I never thought I was going to win one in 2020 rules. I just really didn't think it was going to happen, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a blessing when you win them because you got to have things go right for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm second... well past due is 2012, 2014 and 2016. So just, just throwing it out there. Not that it matters. Well, maybe this maybe this weekend is your weekend. Don't jinx it. Now you jinxed it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so the next time I played Vampires, this is when I was playing teams. For, I already did the 24 and 24 tournaments, and I kept going on with the, I'm going to keep playing unique teams, at least unique to me fluff-wise, from the fluff, and keep calling it different races. So, for example... I used Slan to represent uh, this wizard guild that was in the fluff because 
I said instead of leaping, they're teleporting around. Mm-hmm. And I think I got that idea from you or Alan. Oh, you sure did. Like it was that. me. It's me. It's all my idea. And you mocked me for yeah. it for the longest time. And then I did you until did I was like, found them in the fluff. And I was like, oh, I'll <laughs> use that myself and claim it was a separate race. Because in my books, I played 31 different races in 31 different tournaments. That's so true. That's how, in, in my world, that's what happens in my role playing game. So at the time, how, I how, wanted okay, to hold play. On. I'm, I'm just going to interject <clears throat> this because how wild is it? You made dice to give to people for playing 24 and 24. Yeah. I was just thinking that the other day. I don't have a logo. <clears throat> I need a Kilowoggy logo so I can make some Kilowoggy dice and hand out to people when I play. So I need you to come up I, with a logo, or I need someone out there to come up with a logo. And I don't I know what that about, would be. Like, I really probably at some point should get some new dice, but then like, do people care? I don't know. Well, um, put it this way. I met Stephen Green with Steve Green for the first time. And if you don't know who he is, he is the god of Blood Bowl collecting. So, like, you remember how I was when I was deep into collecting? Correct. Steve is, like, four times that much. And he's got the the ability to back it up. So, like, he has everything Blood Bowl. He's got everything in Blood Bowl sealed. He's got original Blood Bowl artwork. He's got original other 40K (laughs) and stuff type artwork. He's got original molds and stuff. Phenomenal collection. So I've known him for years online. Finally got to meet him at World Cup, which was awesome. And he ha- his uh, NAF name is Greenburger. And he has dice with a green burger. And I got some of those. And that was one of the highlights of my World Cup. Nice. So it it does matter, especially where we have a tournament or a podcast. People like to meet us. So it'd be cool if we had personal things to give out to people. Okay. All that's to say, make Um, me a logo. So the second time I played these guys, I played them at 3 Dead Brawl in 2016. Um, It was a vampire team, but I used the... (laughs) It was... I bought some plastic spiders during Halloween and mm-hmm. I made nice bases for them and I put these nice these spiders on bases and I had some bigger spiders painted <clears throat> or bigger spider models and then smaller spider models I did to like represent that yeah to represent and I still have this team the dark mountain spiders which in one of the did you knows or whatever little factoids from one of the old books there was a team called the dark mountain spiders that had course hundreds of players because they're spiders um so i used the big vampire spiders to beat up the little vampire the thralls the little baby spiders and that was my team i took to three die brawl that year um to be honest i completely had the same team (laughs) um same build same skills you know two wrestle a block two dodges a block for um i had 12 12 uh, thralls, three vampires, three rerolls. Every, everything was the same, except I think I got to take the team apothecary with this build, which I didn't get to do last time. Um, <clears throat> what I did do is somehow, somewhere, I found like a name generator for like spiders or something. So I actually found a random generator for like spider creatures or something. So their names are here or something. I don't know. I have the names here. They're all like weird spelled names. And yeah. Stuff, so, what year was that for for three die block? 
2016. Okay. It was the 31st team out of my 31st out of 30 31 team different teams in 31 tournaments. So I used the spiders uh, vampires to be spiders. I used um I think I used Norris as uh pirates or barbarians or something like that. Yeah. No, yeah, that was that the same year that I took my underworld team with I think old Glart and he just bombed more leave <laughs> lunatics. I went three ties and a loss. Aww. But sorry, buddy. Is what it is. Anyways, um, at this event, I went, uh, I went two wins in a t- in a tie, and I actually, it's not on record. <laughs> I actually lost a game to a corn team at the time, or whatever it was called, Demons of Corn, but they couldn't record it in the stats. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so, <clears throat> which is really weird because they couldn't record that in the stats. And yet I remember like a year afterwards or whatever, I beat a, <laughs> I beat a gorilla team that I don't have a record for too. So a I have team. a, a, a Simeon. I was going to say Sibian team. It's just totally <laughs> That'd be a wacky team for sure. You don't um, know if they're coming or going. <laughs> no. I sure don't. Um, so yeah, I um. Anyways, long story short, yeah, I have two things in my NAF record that I have a loss and a win that I don't show. But yeah, I didn't. It shows that I am five wins, two ties, and zero losses. But the truth is, is I have a loss and um, it's not on record, so we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um. So when I did play the thirtieth team, just because nobody asked. Um, I decided to use the Norse team as a corn team. And I took everybody that I could with frenzy and I spam frenzy on that Norse team. And we took this up to a Buccaneer bowl when I think you won that tournament, right? That I did. Yes. Uh, when you won that tournament <laughs> in Kansas city, it was I was like took... the last time that, um, bear, not Barrett. Um, Kendall. Kendall lost a team. Who lost a game? He lost to you. God, a dude. And he tied me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I decided to play my own version of a corn team, and I just spammed. I took everybody with Frenzy for that team, and then I spammed Frenzy everywhere else I could. Yeah. So, like, most of my team had Frenzy. And again, that was where the ship rocked back and forth. So you were trying to play into that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, my experience with vampires is <laughs> I played them as spiders and I played them as um, vampire wrestlers, I guess, and um, never played them in the league. And I don't know if I ever will, really. I mean, yeah, I have an overall three wins, one tie, six losses. So not great. I will probably. I don't know. We got to get Did more you... tabletop games in. Yeah, well, got to live long enough, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know, like, you taking, you know, if this was old rules, I would say, the well, the problem, Steve, is you'd probably take too many vampires and you run out of thralls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to factor with the new vampire team. I mean, I usually only took four. I wasn't usually too many. But still, that's one more than I took. Yeah, yeah. The results are drastically different. 
I also went up against horrible, horrible things. But yeah, you're not wrong. Um. Anyways, it was, it's just interesting yeah. to find out like you might take a four uh, four person vampire team to a tournament like you should this weekend instead of taking Norse, but try it out and maybe your results are totally different now with the new rules. Could be blood bloodlust being totally different is what I'm getting at. Yep, I'm taking Norse. Because I'm taking Norse everywhere until I get my use out of them. And uh, I got a lot more to go. All right. Well, anyways, that's... Sorry, we don't have... I don't have personally a lot of deep fluff. Really, the most fluff is the long pigs. and Jimmy Jimmy Chonga. (laughs) One of the greatest names ever. Jimmy Chonga. Jimmy Chonga. I mean, it should just be a wrestler character's name, right? At this point, yeah. I'm sure it'd be a really racist one, but yeah. I mean, maybe not. All right. Well, let's end this and come back with some shout outs. All right. It's the final part of the show. The last thing we're going to do. Shout outs! The last thing we're going to do, and it's shout outs. Okay. Well, that that saved us some time. Yeah. (laughs) Thought catch you off guard. Yeah, you did. Uh, good I haven't job. like been into it lately, so I thought I'd like really get into it and go shout out. That that's a good job. You're you're a good boy. Now you're a big Am boy. I? Yay. Okay. <clears throat> so um first off, I guess we need to thank GW as always. They do provide us with advanced copies of things and tell us when we can release them. So that's why you're getting it today, Saturday. And as always, they send it to us gratis, no payment, no nothing on us to say anything. We don't have to love it. We don't have to say anything good. This time, we just happen to really like it because it is one model and it is awesome. Except it's on one foot, and I'm complaining about that. Except it's on one foot, and Scott likes to complain about that, yes. And if it was on two feet, then I would complain that it's holding a ball. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> so if it was on two feet and not holding a ball, would you complain about the cape? No, I actually like the cape flared out and stuff like that. So Okay, fair. I do too. Anyway. Any shout outs on your end? Um shout out to Dylan for letting us stay the night in Lubbock for the weekend. That was actually really fun to catch up with an old friend. Um, you know, he played I met him actually through Dragon Ball. You know, it's funny. We talk all the time, all the people we know through like Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. But we used to play Dragon Ball Super and Dylan would kick my butt and want to help me out and get better. So we became friends. So it's it's cool to meet other friends through other things. And now he plays Blood Bowl and uh, he went to watch some Kill Team on a Wednesday night and he's trying to get me into some Kill Team. So Is that the squad-based one? <clears throat> That's the one where you have like you know, 12 to 20 miniatures instead of 200 miniatures. And I would be more into like the war. I don't remember what it's called, but they're really cool models. Not Necromunda, but the other one more time. No, maybe it is kill team. I don't know. The Mm. ones that come out with like the bird faction and I don't know. Mm. I don't pay that close attention. Um, also, there's a game that was being played there called Mythical America. Mythic America was being played in Lubbock. I think it's Myth Myth Mythic America, Myth- yeah. Myth America or Mythical Gothic or something like this. Uh, Dustin Mythic. 
Yeah, <laughs> let me look. I mean, Dustin's into it. He's been painting yeah. some models, and they look amazing. It's Mythic Americas. Okay. And it was like Indians and stuff like that all mm-hmm. fighting each other. It was really cool looking. And I don't know how their game went or even if they finished it, but they did play while we played our rounds. Yeah, and, I have uh, not looked at the rules yet, but I do love the models. So I got to figure that out. Yeah, really, really beautiful stuff. Uh, shout out to Dustin. I know he took a commission for my buddy Gary. Uh, for his dark elves and delivered them on Saturday up in Lubbock. And uh, Gary's really happy and happy with the work. He was happy that, you know, it was a great commission, great, you know, yeah. exchange of goods, you know, some, some good cash for some good painted teams. So he was really happy and thrilled about that. So I think he's going to use them next year in our league. So he's cool. really happy about that. Uh, shout out, not really a shout out to anybody in particular, particular but shout out to everybody out there on november 25th at wizards asylum this is the saturday after thanksgiving we are going to be running a tournament called the ran dumb uh royale that was randam if you were no it's not randam randam <laughs> Um, it is a tournament where you bring the, to sum it up. You can go to bothdown.com. It's, it is on there. The rule sets on there. We are waiting for NAF approval. The dice have been ordered. Uh, trophies are soon to be ordered. We really don't know how many people are going to show up to this thing. So if you think you want to come, please, 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 please sign up early because I legit had a conversation with Steve. Like, I don't know if I should get 20 pairs of dice or 40 pairs of dice. I just don't know. Um, it is the Friday after Thanksgiving, which I know there's a lot of big time football games and conference things going on for, you know, Big 12 and stuff like that. So some people might not want to go for that. There's family stuff. There's, you know, a lot of families Christmas shop all weekend during that time. Yeah. Um, so we are going to try this after Thanksgiving on the Friday. It's a three round tournament. You build your team. I think it's a 1.1 build and you don't add any skills and matter of fact if you have skills like say block block turns into brawler so if you come to the random royale with your dwarf team every block on that team turns into brawler because at the beginning of the event you're going to come check in you're going to hand me a roster check into the computer and then you're going to go to a dice station where like Gary and probably Matt will be and you will point to your character and go this blitzer. I want a general skill for this blitzer and uh, Gary will roll in the dice tower or whatever. And whatever random skill comes up is what you get. So we are doing this. We heard about Craig, your roommate who ran this up in Colorado. And we love the idea so much. Me and Gary was like trying to figure out a way to go to Colorado just for this and it was like it finally came down on paper it's like well we could spend a thousand dollars going to colorado for a three-round tournament and be exhausted because it was a further drive than what we expected yeah it's very long and um we decided just not to do it but we really wanted to really bad so uh you know nothing is either on hiatus for now or maybe it's gone forever we don't know uh so i have a question for you yeah what day is it on November 25th? Do I have a Saturday? Yeah. 
Okay, you were saying Friday. Oh, I did say Friday. I am so sorry. Okay. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> it's like, this is the first time they've ran, we've ran a Friday tournament. That's weird, but I guess people do I have the sorry. day off. Okay. It is. My brain <laughs> was thinking, it's the first Saturday after Black Friday. Okay. That makes more sense. Where families are shopping. It's My family shops all weekend. They, uh, we used to. It's a, it's a tradition for my dad and sister to go do all their shopping on Friday and Saturday, and they mm-hmm. just love it. And so... Anyways, we're going to try this out. We're going to see if this works. To be honest, we were going to try to run it on the 18th, but um, the store had a big uh, PTQ Magic Tournament, and we would have had to have limited spots. Yeah. And I just didn't, you know, if there was a lot of people out there that wanted to come, I didn't want to have to only help have it first 12 spots. So I wanted more people to try to come. So we're going to just try this out and see what happens. And uh, who knows? If... It's three rounds. We'll see. We'll have some fun. Um, from what Craig told me, a lot of the people really enjoyed their time up there. I'm sure this is going to go, if it does get NAF approved, it's going to go like into the specialist side of the, Most likely. the gaming system, which is fine with me. At this point, even if they say we're not going to NAF approve it, I think we're going to run it. So Cool. Uh, we're kind of already invested in it, and um, Jack got some new colors, so we're going to try out one of the new colors. Ooh. We'll have to get extra dice. Yeah. So, um, anyways. Cool. Um, so, um, November 25th. Sign up now. Okay. Um, so, we did run a contest a little while ago, and it was about basically telling us how you got into Blood Bowl in order to get a dice cup from uh, Windmilled Games. Windmilled Games, yes. That has the Both Down logo on it. Yes. And I apologize, Smith's. Multiple Smiths with laser cutters confuses me at times. But Windmilled Games. You are leaning in as if you want to say something. No. Okay. Um, (laughs) So our winner is going to be, and excuse me if I butcher the name, uh, Joris van der Kamen. And he said, How I got into Blood Bowl was as a 15-year-old kid watching some guys playing 3rd edition in a game store. Seeing dwarves push out a player into the crowd on turn one was getting my interest. Now I am 23 years older and I am still loving this game. This year I had the chance to meet Steve at the World Cup. The time before I got to meet Drew. So next time I expect to see you there, Scott. World Cup is always on my calendar. It's just the best Blood Bowl tournament every four years. I mean, if you met Drew, it's kind of like meeting an alternate timeline, Scott where I was just smarter with money. I was, uh, I set goals and achieved them as an adult. Mm-hmm. I listened to my father and learned to build things. You did not stick and, your dick uh, in crazy. I did not what? Stick your dick in crazy. And I didn't stick my dick in crazy. So, <laughs> and um, I like, <laughs> yeah, and I don't have really bad acid reflex. So <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I mean, you might. I mean, he might, but he doesn't talk about it like I do. So um, anyway, so you kind of met like an alternate timeline of successful Scott. With we Drew. were all three different heads on an eternal entity of Blood Bowl. Like we are the three-headed ginger god of Nuffle. <laughs> that is, that's, yeah, that's pretty much, we're like the, remember the quintessence from Transformers yeah. that was just rotating heads? Quintessence? That, like, mm-hmm. 
I was thinking um, the Living Tribunal, but yeah, or Living Tribunal. Same, yeah, same, same idea. <laughs> I mean, so uh, yeah. yeah, if you've met two of us, you've kind of met the third. But yeah, Scott will be at the next World Cup. Uh, maybe, most likely. Is it gonna be? It's gonna be in the United States. Wherever it is, you'll probably go. We'll figure <laughs> I mean, it out. Like, Four years from now. You just need to get the time off. That's all. We'll figure out the money. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Look at this guy. Well, I mean, we got the podcast to try to fund things in four years. Come on, dude. We can do something. (laughs) Bro, nobody's going to, like, fund me to go just to be bitchy and gripe. Although, Drew gave me the same speech yesterday when I talked to him. So About what? Being bitchy and gripey? (laughs) Like, no, no, that I need to make sure I'm at the next World Cup. That's just because he doesn't want to play with me. Yeah, he said he wants Steve off the team, and he wants to be there. I'm pretty. I don't think you're he, wrong. He did not say that. <laughs> it was. It was actually nothing bad said. It was just Good. we need to get you to go next time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And like I said, we'll figure it out one way or the other. Hopefully. Um, anything else? Yours. I'll. I gotta. I'll send you an email, and then. Let's get that sent uh, so, out to you. So, sounds like that's going to be a, a faraway send. Yeah, no big deal. All right. Well, I, uh, I'm i glad you said that because I almost put that dice cup up. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, why don't I have this put up in my case? So, like, well, aren't I sending mines and it's flat? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <sighs> that is what we were doing. You're going to send yours because it's flat. Yeah. That's okay. right. Well, Obviously, we've gone too long, and Scott has forgotten how to turn his brain on. So, hmm. interesting. Do you can you believe like one? We're recording this. We both know what the date is, and I know this releases on Saturday. Yeah, we're a couple of days before. Do you realize like one month from now we're going to be in Casco? Do you realize one month ago I was in Spain? You are world renowned. This is true. You're like this, there's this guy on the internet who's world-renowned. His name is Dirk Hooper. You're like <laughs> him. Well, I I personally, and the podcast, oh, this brings up something that I've been meaning to bring up for months and I've forgotten. So I personally am known on all seven continents. Because, you know, all six besides Antarctica, people have listened to the podcast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had the one guy who listened in the Arctic Circle, so close, Mm -hmm. or Antarctic waters. But I knew a a woman who was stationed in Antarctica, and I sent her, like, a care package and stuff. So she knew me. She got stuff from me. So I have been personally known on every continent. With the podcast... This woman listened to our podcast? No, this was long before the podcast. Oh, it was a long, so long, long pen time pal, ago. Which was some dude who was no. He I, was catfishing you. No, and had you send him cereal to Antarctica? Nope, nope. Whole different. One hundred percent newer before she went, newer after she came back. That's a whole different story. We could get into a different time. Anyways, this is a story I haven't heard. This is true. Um, but God, it's probably a year now. I don't know how long it's been. Someone on Reddit was talking about how. They were crowdsourcing, well, like they were putting stuff in onto a package that's going to the moon. Like, and they had extra space. They had 
like digital space that they could add. And I'm like, can you add a podcast? He's like, I don't know if we have enough room for a podcast, but we can, because they're just like, we can put in sayings or, you know, names and stuff. I'm like, well, can you add the number one Blood Bowl podcast on the moon? Like both down? He goes, yeah, yeah, we can do that. No problem. So let me look. I should still have that info somewhere. Or maybe uh, not, so since I took it off. So we're on, the, we're on the moon, or somebody tricked you into also no. um, buying digital space? Uh, no, no, no. <clears throat> nothing paid. So I made a submission f- February 8th. It did take off. Um, let's see. said, I would love to have a chance to send an episode of my podcast to the moon that would be over the size limit. Maybe just a message, both down the number one Blood Bowl podcast on the moon, and he stated, hey, I'm helping approve post for the original poster. Your submission is received and accepted. Thank you for your submission. So we have on the moon a little message that just says, both down the number one global podcast on the moon. And I've been meaning to think of a way to bring that up forever, and I always forgot. But yeah, I've I've been saving that screen capture for a long time now. So one day when our alien overlords come back Mm -hmm. and they stop by the moon to get some cheese because it's made out of cheese. That's what cartoons taught me when I was a kid. Absolutely. They're going to hear that and then they're going to go, these guys are really cool. We're not Mm going to kill these guys. You know, truthfully, we could probably buy a star with our name. That's dumber. So that's stupid because it just puts it in a book. And that doesn't mean anything. I but mean, we'll, yeah. We'll have to look more into the, what we can do intergalactically. We should buy like a plot of land in like Scotland. Ireland. Like yeah. a one, <laughs> one, one foot by one foot. Land. Lord Scotland. both down. That's <laughs> <laughs> number one Blood Bowl podcast that owns part of Scotland. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against All these it. cool things. Yeah, I know. I know you are. Hey, if anyone else well, has any crazy ideas like that, let us know. Yeah, sounds good, man. Anything else? I guess we've uh, tangent enough on this <laughs> podcast. And we promise the next one will be World Cup. We just know it's going to take a long time. So, And we are planning on like recording it like Monday of next week. Yeah. Because we know it's going to be long. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of Steve talking, so you guys are probably not going to listen to the whole thing. You're just going to skip to the next section. It's very true. Me. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that is of course our fear every time when we do something that the other person didn't it's like no one wants to hear me when you go to this tournament right now on saturday i I need you to win the tournament okay and then i need you to take some good notes so you can sum up your games when we come back i do need to print off some okay yeah because you do not remember things like oh no i uh, i tend to do so did i i did I didn't show you my new write-up, did I? Yeah. My new... Well, not maybe not your write-up, but you... Well, my new match new... tracker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, it, it worked, me that it worked great. Good. Made some so. improvements to it even after it came back from World Cup, so... It's getting better every well, time. I'm sure people have turned off the episode by now, so... Oh, I'm let's, sure. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and we can go to bed. Okay, sounds good. All right, we'll see you, bud. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. 
You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Oh, I need to like see you if we're going to do this. I need to look into your eyes if we're going to get intimate, Steve. Mm.